Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of Planet Film Live. Welcome back to Planet Film Network. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Monk. little bit of uh disney plus that's about it <laughs> mm -hmm. probably a little ted lasso as well mm -hmm. and a little announcement as well at some point Hit me with it. Uh, I wasn't... Oh, uh-oh. No sound. We have sound. TJ, no sound. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's Wavelink, of course. Oh, come on. Well, this is a little bit of a throwback, you know, to some of our earlier content. Uh, no, it's just not showing anything for voice chat. No. Output device. Oh, that would be why. <laughs> why are you coming out of there now? I was going to say, I just heard myself. I can hear myself. Is it your speakers? Okay, we're, good. we're good now. Okay, we're good now. We're good now. <laughs> but you are super loud. Everybody, I'm turning okay. him down, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. He, you came in blaring it 100%. All right. Oh, great. Should be good now good okay, okay thank you cool. for letting us know all right we all should be good uh, now yeah thanks yeah i take it um, from the so, top <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess oh no no we're good we're good all right all right, all right. well i mean uh, you just want to repeat what we're doing oh yeah, yeah yeah so uh we're talking emmys we're talking um box office some small always. news box office uh a disney plus uh little showcase thing that apparently is going to be happening within the coming months mm -hmm. um probably gonna be talking uh morning show ted lasso uh and probably just any uh, anything else we've seen or we're interested in or anything other than that all right so as i was saying first on the docket i want to have some bills talk you know brandon was in here about five minutes ago i said hey you want to come on and talk he said no i don't have anything to add i was like okay well i'm not gonna say oh, we looked man. amazing what um breaking news uh sex in the city star willie garrison has died at 57 oh, following sad. a very short illness hang on let me get up let me get a picture up here for a second man that's terrible i wonder if he's in the new i wonder Movie? if he's in or the show, new or... show yeah um sorry to cut you off i just i just saw that no, came across let me see here hang on um wow yeah Look at that. He's passed away. Oh, that's real sad. Yeah, have you seen uh, Sex in the City or anything? I have not, no. 
Damn. I'm trying to think of anything else you might have seen him in. Probably not. He was I'm scrolling through his IMDb and I, I'm not I'm not he was in an episode of Way Wizards of the Waverly Place. Oh, I do uh, remember that. But I can't go off the name, so I'm not sure on that one. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, that sucks. That's kind of a downer way to start off the program. Yeah, we got um, Manifestation said, uh, OMG, I just got here and that happens. Uh, Michelle said, that's a hard one for me. Yeah, that's that's really uh, sad. It's really kind of upsetting, to be honest. Mm -hmm. 57, too. What is going on lately with with this like can anybody tell me what is happening so many people are dying so young of like anything it seems like like mm -hmm. if it's not cancer it's covid if it's not covid it's something else yeah. like jesus christ i mean like like i said i've definitely seen him in other things but like you know as a kid and stuff like you know i watch uh sex in the city with my mom and stuff but like mm -hmm. jeez all right well Rest in peace, Willie Garrison. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, maybe he. Uh, hopefully, maybe he is in the new show, and it can be kind of like a, a send off, um, off tribute type thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, sorry. Well, rest in peace to him. It seems every week we can't go freaking week without somebody dying. We literally went. We made it all the way to air, and then something happened uh yeah shannon shannon in chat says short illness gives me covid vibes yeah it's possible definitely possible um man either way that's pretty upsetting all right sorry all right back to uh bill's talk um yeah so you know what sorry i said this earlier i was muted did you you didn't watch the game right uh no so i i basically just watch highlights and however much right, i can right. get away with watching it work basically okay um so as i talked about last week uh, we did not look good. Um, mm -hmm. Our defense looked pretty good against the Steelers. Offense looked like complete garbage. I <laughs> don't know what happened except for that one touchdown we had. Um, other than that, we did not look good at all. Um, this week against somebody the Dolphins, said Josh Allen was being like too. Uh, what did they say? Conservative or I don't know. Too, he, yeah, like that. He just was kind of all over the place. Like I, they thought he, he maybe okay, had jitters so, or something. Yeah, so last week, when he threw it almost 50 times or something, he was not very good. Like, if you look at his completion percentage across two games, I think it's like 50%, which is awful. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. complete trash. Um, but on the bright side, uh, as you probably saw, we won 35 nothing. Yeah. Uh, now, this is a game that, going into it, I fully expect us to win. I said, if we, if we lose, then we might really be in trouble. Mm. Um because up to this point, we didn't really know. Nobody really knew kind of what the Dolphins like were like everybody. Like I heard people say, you know, their defense, like they have really good, two good corners, I believe, or just one good corner. Yeah. Um, and Xavier Howard, I believe his name is. Um, and their offense is OK. They have they don't really have like they have like one kind of known weapon who is a first round draft pick, uh, Jalen Waddle. Um, then they have Tua, who is in the second year and we don't really know what he is yet. Um, and so basically we knocked two out in the first, like three minutes of the game. <laughs> uh, wow. the defense was flying 
on my on Sunday. Absolutely flying. Well, um, I mean, they yeah, good. Freaking shutout. Like, yeah, they looked good against Pittsburgh, like up until the second half when Pittsburgh started to kind of do something. Um, but against Miami, again, Miami's not very good on offense and they could not block like they could not like it wasn't to his fault. He got hurt like he just got kept getting smacked. Like, I think we started off with two sacks on the same drive for Miami. Like they just could not block for shit. Um, so that gives me like very high hopes for the season. Um, so far again, can you do that? Can you repeat that? And for Every 17 game. games, yeah. I don't know. Um, but so far so good. They definitely look better in my opinion than they did last year. Um, but now it's the offense that is kind of like, okay, like, you know, what is going on specifically Josh Allen, I think is kind of, um, the concern because last week again, or with the Steelers, he, he threw it like 50 times. Nobody, you don't want your quarterback to throw it 50 times. Like Mm -hmm. being honest, like, um, this week he had one very good pass to Emmanuel Sanders. And then he made some, he also made one ridiculous throw to Stefan Diggs for a touchdown where he was like running away from like Stefan Diggs ran his route and then he slipped and he got up and Josh Allen was still like looking, he's scrambling and he like throws it across his body, like across field to Stefan Diggs for a touchdown, which was like, that's amazing. really risky. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Very but it's risky, really risky, but he yeah. can make the throw because he has a yeah. big ass arm. Like he can put it in there. Um, but like I'm, we, I just wasn't sure if it was like the receivers just not getting open, or like if he's not what, like if it's going through his head. He just, I agree. Like he does look like just skittish. Like he does not look like he did uh, last year. But at the same time, uh, teams have had a whole year to plan for Josh Allen. You know, yeah. um, last year was obviously his breakout year. So basically it's kind of up to the coaches and, you know, the team, obviously, to kind of, okay, what can we do now to counteract what the other team is showing us defensive-wise? Um, another bright spot, I thought, was the running backs. Uh, last year we really didn't run it at all. Like, we were just like throw, throw, throw. Um, against the Steelers, we didn't really run it that much, but we ran it pretty decently well which mm-hmm. was kind of surprising to me because again last year we didn't run it um in this game i was also very happy like i think the second play for us in the game like our second down our first drive with the second down like devin singletary ran it for a touchdown like he ran it like 46 yards um so he looked good because i was kind of out on him i was kind of like i don't know i just didn't know if it was that we couldn't open up the holes for Devin Singletary to run through them, or if he just can't run through them mm-hmm. um, again, because I've never played football in my fucking life. You know, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm just saying, oh, that looks good, or that doesn't look good. Um, so that kind of gave me hope. But if the defense plays like very, like very well throughout the week, Josh Allen doesn't have to be what he was last year. Um, because the team he around just has him is to better, be right? like, yeah. yeah, yeah, the team around him is definitely better. Again, we have eggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabe mm-hmm. Davis, Dawson. Not like we, he has like weapons. Um, it's just like he has to be able to put it together. Um, he did throw a pick against Miami, it was kind of behind Diggs. Um, but yeah, I'm I think we we face the Chiefs in three weeks and. 
This week we face Washington, and then week after that we face Texans. We should be three and one again when we go to the or when the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs come to us. I think. Um, so we should be three and one if we're yeah. if we're if we're one and three. I I would I would be very nervous. <laughs> if we're one and two, I I probably I might be very nervous because mm-hmm. the Washington they have a good defense. They have a good front four. Like they can get to your quarterback. Um, and they have some good offensive like weapons. Um, I think they have Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and um, there's somebody else that I always forget. Um, and, but they're using a backup. They have a backup QB right now because uh, Fitzpatrick went down with some hip thing. Um, Isn't he like so, 100 years old at this point? <laughs> no, he's, he's late 30s probably. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, he went to Harvard. I know a lot of people say that, but fun fact. And then with the Texans, they are just kind of a complete mess. Um, and Tyrod Taylor, unfortunately, went down. Uh, or, sorry, Tyrod Taylor went down. And I think he's on IR, so he'll be out a couple weeks. So we get David Mills uh, week three, week four, who I don't know any of his history in the league. I just know he's a backup for the Texans. Uh, but he's no world beater or anything. Um, so in three weeks' time, when we're on the show again, we should be three and one going to face Kansas city. And if we're not, then you should be nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause again, you don't want to fall too far behind, but uh, I was looking at the schedule today and I was like, you know, we should, we should have a good, a pretty good record. There's definitely teams that, you know, are kind of um, like Carolina or Tampa, like, like Carolina, I think we could beat Tampa is very like, I don't know, because Tampa just looks really good right now. Um, Kansas City has, as Baltimore showed on Sunday, they can be beat. Um, so I think we maybe have a chance against uh, Kansas City at Tennessee. We, I think we should beat. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, if it starts to get really bad, like this next like couple weeks against the teams we definitely should beat, uh, then I, I will be very nervous. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, I, guess... I hope it's not a Josh thing. I hope it's like, oh, the defense fell off again. I'd be like, yeah. okay, well, we can counteract that with really good offense. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like Shannon, Shannon put it in the chat. She said, "There's just so much pressure on Josh. I think he just needs to find a good rhythm." And that, I, I hope that's what it is. You know what I mean? I hope it's just. Yeah. I, I, I hope it was not playing in the preseason. I really hope it was because he only played the first half against the in the last preseason game. Yeah. And that was it. So I'm hoping that he just, you know, he doesn't have kind of, he's not on the same, you know, kind of mm-hmm. wavelength. He's got to get back in the, else. back in the, uh, the zone. Yeah. Cause he has, yeah. the, he, he can do it. He showed you last year. He's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he just has to kind of put it together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this week should, we should win the week after we should win and Kansas city who knows. So true that's my time all right well uh let's see here that was uh what did we call it last year buffalo blitz right that was something like that yeah. that was our buffalo yeah. blitz segment for this week oh my I god i will say oh yeah sorry real quick i wanted to really quick touch on uh that clip i sent you you don't have to pull it up or anything i just want to mention it oh right right, right. Um, yeah that that fucking that that so that play i i think levi wallace basically uh he like I think it was third down. 
And so he broke up the pass, meaning it was fourth down. So Miami's punting that what he got a penalty for that little taunt. And that's the problem I have with the NFL is this new taunting rule. Like you literally cannot, you can't celebrate or anything. Oh, or else I actually, I, I, I actually, I didn't get it. I read your message. I didn't get a chance to watch the clip, but I think I actually already saw it. Um, right. from earlier in the week about the, the yeah. taunting rule that the guy literally he he's running and it's such a clear touchdown that he turns around and runs backwards. Right. Is that the same clip? No. Oh, OK. Well, this was I think it was maybe probably, last week that, again taunting. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> it was the same thing. Yeah. And it was a clip of, you know, the guys on, on ESPN talking about they were like, you know, these rules are getting ridiculous because it was literally the guy was he was wide open. He was running it mm-hmm. and he was at like the 10 yard line and he looked around and then he, he kind of turned around and just ran backwards and ran it in backwards. And they and they reverted the point like I don't see that that I don't know. Crazy. Can, I don't know. I don't know if they can do that. That's like because that was insane. I feel like I would have. Are you sure it wasn't? That might have been college because I believe oh, it might have been college. Be that. I don't know. Yeah. But still, again, that's still ridiculous. Um, but this was, uh, so he broke up the pass. He like just was like, you know, every cornerback is like, no, like you know, they do that. Even if it, even if the receiver drops it, they still do that. Yeah. Um, but they got a pel- We got a penalty for that, and I think it was like 15 yards, which gave them a new set of downs. Mm-hmm. And. It was. It's just. It's just so ridiculous. Luckily, Levi Wallace came back and picked picked off um, Jacoby Brissett to kind of make up for it. So that was cool. But like, it's, I just think the rule like that. Like that's why people call it the no fun league. It's like what the, everybody the fans love to see. You know, the players talking shit to each other and you know taunting and stuff like that. Like it's again, if it start, you know, if it ends up in like a scrum or a big fight, you know, you kick those people out. Um, mm-hmm. It's not all, it's not always going to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just think that's like the most ridiculous rule. I think there's like a compilation video going around on Twitter or something of like every single like taunting or unsportsmanlike conduct, like penalty, cool. like going like compilation video mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on Twitter. Oh, but yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to say shout outs. Uh, it doesn't look like I don't know if they're in here anymore, but um, shout out. We were at, we had uh, we were at uh, eight viewers there for a second. Eight concurrent concurrent oh, viewers. That one. So we were at like uh, I think we're at already like fifteen or so views on the videos. Thank you guys, nice. and thank you. I know last week's show was a little bit of a depressing one because I mean, the passing of Norm Macdonald and stuff like that, but. Um, Last week's live show was actually one of the highest viewed ones that we've had oh, in a yeah. long time. Um, I think it got up to like at least like 75 views, I think. Yeah, like yeah. around 80 views. Um, so thank you guys so much for checking that out. Again, just want to give a quick shout out again to our Instagram and our TikTok, uh, both of which are at the official PFN, um, just like our Twitter is. Uh, we've been getting pretty consistent views on those. We're trying to do... You know, a whole bunch of new stuff trying to post, um, trying to post every day uh, on there, which um, would be, uh, you know, cool. I'm trying to I'm trying to hit that goal. Sometimes it's more difficult than others to, to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, every TikTok I would say we post consistently gets around 
150 to like 200 views which is awesome and then the instagram ones they're really hit or miss sometimes we get over a thousand sometimes we get 20 <laughs> like it's very uh and then same thing we post the exact same ones right here on the youtube channel side of things if you don't have tiktok and you don't have instagram you can still get that content on the youtube channel um with the you with the youtube shorts on our page um and those are kind of the same thing those can sometimes sometimes they get two views sometimes they get 600 views like i so it's kind of all over the place but either way they are definitely helping us grow the audience and everything like that and we really appreciate that speaking of growing the audience we want to give a quick shout out i know we, we talked about it right at the end of last week but we did end up hitting uh 300 subscribers i believe right now we're at 311 um yep. but guys you got us to 300 and then two of you unsubscribed what the hell and then um, we gained two back <laughs> And then we gain two back. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, oh it my god, weird. YouTube is so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out, just say thank you guys for the for the support and everything. We really appreciate it. I mean, again, we say it all the time, but literally five months ago, we we five months ago is when we hit fifty subscribers. Now we're over three hundred, already a tenth of the way on to four hundred. Uh, like so, it's it's mm. pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah. Just wanted to give a quick shout out there and thank you guys for uh, for helping us out like that. Like we always say, you know, if you guys keep showing us love and support and stuff, we will keep uh, providing you guys with uh, some sick ass content to enjoy. Um, speaking of content to enjoy, uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff we've been watching? You want to talk a little uh, Ted Lasso morning show at the top? I think I think I want to get into the morning show. All um, right, bro. Let's get into it. All right, it. so. We are on, we're currently episode uh, nine. Mm -hmm. um, so, we're, so meaning like the next one is episode nine. Yeah. Um, so through eight episodes, um, I really, I like it. Um, there are like the, the one student, one, you'll be like, this is a weird gripe. This is one weird gripe I have. Uh, I think the music cues in this show suck. Like I agree one hundred percent. I feel like sometimes we're just throwing music randomly, and and I think the I feel like every episode there's usually end music, mm -hmm. and I'm so glad you said very, that. The, the music is very off putting to when I think the episode's gonna end. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like the episode always goes on like two minutes longer than it should. <laughs> yeah. Like there was one point last night with like a beat drop, and Daniel goes and credits, and it just kept going. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then they ended it. The, the music kept playing. And then I think just I know kind of exactly what you're talking point. about. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, uh, okay. Um, me and Danielle, me and Danielle, not a fan of uh, Alex's daughter. Um, not. Danielle said she should be recast. Uh, yeah. What's, not a fan. What's the problem? I, I don't know. I think it's just her acting in these. And I, I said, I was like, is it maybe like, because there's this one kind of back and forth scene with Jennifer Aniston and her. And I was like, maybe is it because Jennifer. talking about the pizza scene? Yeah, where Jennifer okay. Aniston is kind of, you know, she's, she's in this really show. Giving she's it to great her. in this show. Oh, yeah, my God. I messaged you last night in all caps. I was yeah. like, we'll, we'll say it. We'll talk about it later. But okay, yeah. I hate recast, but please, Danielle says. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and uh, that that whole scene was very funny, by the way. The whole like, you know, fuck you, blah blah blah. It's my pizza. Mm -hmm. Get your own pizza. Like I thought that was yeah, very that was funny. great. Um, and when she said something about her forehead, I thought that was really funny too. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of her. Um, and also, Danielle has been able to predict a lot of what happens. Um, not that it's a bad thing. Yeah. Because um, there are things that, like, like there are definitely things in that are happening in the episodes. It's like, okay, I can, I, that was going to happen, obviously. Um, but Danielle, yeah, that's just, so it's not really a gripe. It's just something that I thought was kind of funny. Um, but overall, I like it. And I'm interested to see kind of where the show goes. Um, I think we already know uh, where. I think I know where the season one oh, is going. Actually, I just thought of this. I won't spoil anything, but you could give me your prediction. Oh, OK. Um, Danielle, well, in chat, we, let me get your prediction, too, if it's different from his. Yeah, this is spoilers for morning show, by the way. If you haven't seen it, maybe just mute us or something for a minute or yeah. two. Um, but it's also a prediction, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, basically, the prediction for me was, uh, which is probably, again, they're kind of hinting towards this, and this is kind of what I feel like it's been building to um, ever since the first few episodes, uh, where there's been hints that maybe Billy Crudup has some information on Fred um, that maybe Fred doesn't know that he has or something like that. Um and he's going to use that to his advantage uh, and eventually take Fred's seat, which I'm which I'm just again, I the the signals that are be get, being given off. I can just that's where I just feel like it's going. Um, I, I could be wrong. Can you jog my memory? Episode. So the last episode you watched is episode eight, which was the flash. That was no. the flashback uh, to his birthday. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. uh, do you want me? Honest, okay. Go, I'll be it, honest. It's crazy I'll, tell my favorite, I'll tell you that. Nine I'll tell you my favorite crazy. character. And I don't even know. I, I told Danielle, I go, I feel like I should not like this character. Billy Crudup is fucking hilarious in this show. Every time oh, he's on screen, you. I just start laughing. But I feel like I should not like him. You he's know, I just feel like show. he's like a villain, like, but I think he's the fucking the greatest part of the show. <laughs> like, I love Reese in the sh- Reese is great. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston's great. Uh, Mark Duplass is great. Oh, um, Mark Duplass is is like he if I had to, like, put him in categories for me, Mark Duplass right. is the he's the breakout star. He's the he's the surprise, you know, uh, you know, home run in, in the game. Right. You know, what I mean? he's like, um, I was like, I was like, oh, Mark Duplass is in this. He is fucking phenomenal in this show Mm -hmm. and just wait the his last i won't even say last scene but the last thing that like like what his role is in the finale is just great it's just like Mm -hmm. some wish fulfillment like yeah fucking get him like they're they're also i i told danielle there was i did watching i think the bills game there was a commercial for the show where Mm -hmm. they mentioned something that's spoiler so that i oh what was i do know I, I don't want to. Well, I don't want to say it. Danielle doesn't know. Well, I, I mean, if it was in a trailer. Oh, Danielle didn't yeah, see I, it. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, she didn't see it, so oh, I don't okay, want to tell okay. her. All right. Um, but uh, not, it didn't ruin anything for me. Um, mm-hmm. but um, I will say this. I, I, I'll say this. Having seen obviously all of season one and also the first episode of season two, the trailers mm-hmm. that they've been putting out are definitely edited. It it's it's very different from what I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be. Like, I thought that we were going to be in a very different place in season two, episode one, than um, 
than the trailers would lead you to believe. So so maybe the thing that was spoiled, unless it was a direct line of dialogue or something, um, which come to think of it, mm -hmm. there is something that they're like, this happened. Now let's, how, what do we do now? Like that, like that kind of thing. Um, but that's not, if it's the thing I th am thinking of, that's not too uh, big. Mm -hmm. if, you, if that makes sense. So I don't think you got a crazy mm -hmm. spoiler. Um, Daniel said, I think it's somehow going to bite them all in the butt, but I just have a weird vibe. The season will end on a low note rather than a high. I agree. Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean a low note for the characters or like in quality the of the show? Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, they're all kind of like the only, like you could argue the only not shit bag is. And Reese. even she though, even she has her own moments. Even you know she I mean? has her, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Look at how she was. Uh, what's the, what? I always go back to the very first episode when you're first introduced to Bradley. Look at how shitty she was treating her like cameraman. She was and, like that she defended yeah. when the guy knocked him down and stuff. That's when the big yeah. moment happens and yeah. she defended him. But like, yeah, it, it went a little bit past like ball busting. It was like she's right. genuinely being kind of a dick to to these two guys that she works with. So it's like, mm. but exactly. It's like, OK, she's being a dick in her world. But then she comes to New York and yeah. it's like she's the nicest dick out of everybody. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like um, yeah. the characters, like someone I, unexpected like I just love... will be fired or a new scandal or something. Yeah. Well, we haven't even talked about Steve Carell at all. Um, oh, who's who that? I think I, never, is, I don't know who that is. Is very good. Um, there are moments where I'm like, that's Michael Scott right there. There's know, there are like, moments like, where like... I say to myself, how is that Brick Tamlin? Like, that's the same guy. I love Lamp is Mitch Kessler on the morning show. Like, that is just fucking crazy to me. Like when he's he's oh, walking so uh, down the hallway when he, you know, kind of kind of just bursts into the studio oh, randomly. Yeah. And he's like, he's like walking down the hall. It's like, hey, how's your cat? I was like, that's such yeah, a Michael Scott. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's a random line. Um, but oh, man, uh, he's so dark, like oh he is God. very dark. Yes. Um, did you, did you I'm interested the to see kind of Las Vegas? Did you get the Las Vegas flashback thing? That was the episode before. Oh, wait, flashback. Yeah, that was in the that was in the birthday or. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, that was episode seven was before that. Yeah, 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 it was episode seven because it was Hannah's right, so, flashback. Right. Yeah. OK, sorry. Sorry. Um, cool. OK, yeah, that episode, he's so Oh my god, he's just such a good actor. Yeah, <laughs> like oh my um, god. But uh, I am ex very I'm excited to see where the show goes. Mm -hmm. Um, I, Me too. I yeah, like I just feel like I should that should not be my favorite character, but it is. Like just when like <laughs> when Bradley like has her out her like out kind of quick like her first day when she has that mm -hmm. thing that she says. Yeah. Um, and everybody's like, no, he's like yes yeah <laughs> i just like that like i just start yeah. like dying i think it's the funniest thing um, i will say I, I, I at this point i don't think it's a spoiler yeah. to say either by the way i th i think it's okay to like him like he's what he's my favorite character on the show too i think but like um i think it's okay to like him like i think everybody's yeah. kind of an asshole he's just like the most like I, he's this most isn't honest a spoiler. he's like honest about it exactly he's not, like yeah like this isn't a spoiler but in season two episode one there's a scene with him and alex where she's like because they kind of have a tumultuous relationship at the start of season one. Oh yeah but it, it, yeah. it kind of repairs itself especially after her yeah. um 
her party that she throws her party um it kind of starts to repair itself on that and then they start working together a lot more um but they have a scene together where he's trying to ask something of her and and she's like she's like no 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 and he's like and he's like come on but come on here and he's like and she's like i think you might be the craziest person i've ever met in my life no and he's like okay i'll give you a day to think about it and it's like and and then she just slams the door on him and he's just like oh my god like i met so what i was saying earlier about what i messaged tj was i was watching because i forgot about i didn't forget about it i was just i've been working so much i was like oh my god the morning show i was like it's not friday anymore Mm. it's monday i was like i forgot all about it so i watched it last night and I just sent him in all caps. I was just like, Billy Crudup in this show. Like, that, mm-hmm. like in, as the kids say, that's it. That's the tweet. Like, just, oh, my God, he's so good. Oh, my God. And then I also was like, I was like, Jennifer, and I feel like we need to talk more. Obviously, we talked about her, but the sheer, like, chops that Jennifer Aniston is bringing to this show, I didn't mm-hmm. think she was capable. I'll be honest. I, I mean, I'm a fan of Jennifer Aniston in comedies and stuff because that's what she does. I didn't mm-hmm. think she was capable of of like this kind of performance. I, mm-hmm. I was like blown away. I was like, I told TJ, I was like, yeah. she needs to do more. She needs more opportunities to do dramatic stuff because she is so good mm-hmm. in this show. And she has she she does not get to like float through it either. She's got some big monologue some big dialogue scene. scenes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will say is I think <laughs> I do wish Reese did not have the accent. Uh, it's uh, accent oh, just yeah. does not do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trying her best. It just for me, it does not work. I got used to it. Um, I mean, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Right? But I, yeah. But it is weird. <laughs> it doesn't like ruin anything for me. Mm-hmm. It's just like I just wish you maybe just didn't have the accent or I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I I'm surprised because again, I remember when they announced this show. I was like, because it was it was probably at some. It was that it was probably when they were doing their regular kind of iPhone updates and stuff like that. Yeah, it you know, was, where they yeah. announced every episode. That was when iPhone. they brought like Spielberg out and like a bunch of other right. people, like Oprah. Um <laughs> Yes. Is I don't even know. Is that like still are those two things still in development? What was the Spielberg thing? Was it like a movie or a show? That's like a really good produced? question. I don't remember what. Oprah also, I have not yeah, seen it Oprah like, advertised. It was on like Apple. Oprah, Steven Spielberg, and, and Ava. Uh, Ava DuVernay and J.J. Abrams. Those were like the four people that they brought out that day. I don't think a single thing from any of those people has premiered on the platform. Watch, I'm going to look it up and it's going to be like, oh, obviously that. Right. (laughs) But Um, this, I'll say my one criticism of this show that I told you when I first started watching it is. And I've kind of gotten used to it because it is this. I said this at first when I was like, "Eh," because one of my favorite shows of all time. I've talked about it on the show before is the newsroom with Jeff Daniels on, on HBO, uh, which is kind of this, but honestly, I almost said this is more of a comedy, but it's really not more of a comedy. It's this show is morning show is very dramatic. So if you think it's, if you think it's going to be like, (laughs) Oh, just a comedy with like a dramatic storyline. It's, it's definitely a drama. Like, um, but what I said was it, it was try. It struck me at first as trying to be a little too much like an Aaron Sorkin project, without right, aaron yeah. sorkin which like you know aaron sorkin's known for like the like walking down a hallway like i need this i need that what are you talking about get out like you know what i mean very like fast paced yeah. the dialogue is like a mile a minute 
Uh, and that's kind of what this is going for. I think this is going for a very newsroomy mm-hmm. vibe, um, which upset me at first because I was like, eh, it's not quite hitting it. I take I take that all back that because I think I said that on the show previously mm-hmm. that I that I was like, eh, it's trying too hard to be like an Aaron Sorkin thing. Um, but now I, I I'm fully on board. I would even think, like, you know, bring help bring Aaron Sorkin in to direct an episode. Let me see what an actual aaron sorkin episode of this looks mm-hmm. like that would be really cool um but yeah um the other thing i will say is uh mm-hmm. that danielle said that i will also uh jump on the bandwagon of saying is that um she we like that they're using kind of the real real stories like real life like news stories that are actually happening and stuff like that that's what i want to talk um, to you about i think that's this. very cool um oh steven spielberg did amazing stories so that was like in the anthology oh, that, show that's okay they are that brought, was, they are that was advertising that yes yeah i feel like that pops um, up every time i don't know what <laughs> oprah was she can was i just say to. that uh apple t- like i wish everything and this might be just because i'm in the apple ecosystem but i wish everything had the sleekness that the apple tv app has bro it is so just clean like i i love it um Um, oprah is doing oprah did the me you can't see with oprah winfrey and prince harry oh that's right it's with prince harry's remember him and megan they signed that deal with apple uh oh no i didn't hear about that yeah him and megan markle like signed a deal with apple to to do stuff with them so i guess they're doing it it's just not the stuff that tj and i are watching Um, so we don't know what the jj thing is though then no, and I really, I mean, even if we don't, I really don't feel like really it up because I don't really care about J.J. <laughs> Abrams these days. Okay. Um, but what I was going to say was, you know me, you know how much I hate Apple and how much anti-Apple I am. Not Jeez. like as a company and or people that use it. I just, it's not for me. It's just not for me. But I messaged you and I was like, this fucking app, like in the words of 2009, mm. this is a killer app. Like literally that. Oh my God. It is the, it is the. It is hands down, bar none, the best design uh, app, the best design yeah. streaming service, period, ever. They find a way to weave content and the information about the content in a visually appealing manner. Like, I, I always go to the Ted Lasso page. Um, uh, oh, good night, Finley. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Um, what's it called? Um i always go to the ted lasso landing page and i always find myself you know they have like oh meet the team and like all that i always find myself every time looking at all those cards and go to go into the morning show and and being like you know meet meet the news team or whatever and and reading the bios of all the characters and stuff i wish every show did that or every streaming service did that. The closest one I can mm. think of actually is one that I have been warming up to lately. And I don't know if you know what I'm going to say or not, but Peacock Peacock does a similar thing where like when you go to the office landing page on Peacock, I will say Peacock has some of the cool features like Apple does, but the smoothness that Apple has is not there with Peacock. Pe- Peacock yes, is very enough. jittery sometimes. Yes. Um, and this but, is also we're not we're not using Apple TVs like we're using no I'm Fire on Roku or, or Roku. Samsung yeah like, like it's very seamless through you know it's not any just app that, any uh, device you're on yeah right. um but like uh, you go to the office page 
on Peacock and they have a similar thing where it's like, uh, you know, meet the people in the office. Uh, Peacock, which again, I've been pimping their, their channels thing is really great. Another feature I love about Peacock is they actually get the showrunner to make mm. playlists. They have, so they have a playlist oh, cool. of Steve Carell's favorite episodes. Then they have a whole bunch of playlists. They have like five or six playlists that are curated by Greg Daniels, mm. um, who's the showrunner, um, well, mostly the showrunner and creator of The Office. Then they have like the best of Dwight, best of Jim, best of Michael, best of Jan. Like they have all these cool features that I think a lot more streaming services need to start incorporating that stuff. And I definitely think one of the worst ones for that is Disney Plus. Disney Plus, on the other hand, has the smoothness, but it has like no functionality. There's no features. There's no cool stuff to look at in Disney Plus. Like Disney Plus looks like a shiny toy. Like, the thing like, to look at is like the details on the movie page or something. Exactly. Like, <laughs> imagine if you pulled it up and imagine if there was there is an MCU section, but imagine you clicked is, it yeah. and it pull instead of just pulling up a playlist of the stuff. Imagine if it pulled up like this big infographic that was like, get to know the universe. And you could read about mm -hmm. Tony Stark. You could read about Scott Lang. You could read about, you know, uh, Jimmy Woo. I don't know. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. That would be so cool. I feel like a lot of streaming services right. need to work on that stuff because that's really engaging for people, uh, and mm -hmm. they really appreciate that stuff. And it keeps them coming back to the platform to see what they might add in the future. I just realized this. Exactly how you look right now, you look like a brunette Roy Kent. Uh, just the face that you were making, you definitely... I was like, I was like, oh, shit, bro. He really is here and there um, and fucking where. I did want to uh, touch on real quick. Uh, so the J.J. Abrams executive produced uh, show called Little Voice uh, premiered on Apple TV and was uh, canceled or was not renewed for another season. Ooh, so that's mama. that may be what we we're talking about unless he has more things mm -hmm. in the works with them. Yeah. Um, that was something that they had. Nice. The last thing I want to touch on with Morning Show, um, then we can move on to a little bit of Ted Lasso talk, and then and then we'll do box office and move on from there. Um, last thing with the Morning Show, though, is... So, TJ hasn't seen Episode 9 or Episode 10 or the premiere of Episode... or Season mm. 2, but uh, I've watched all of those. I will say, it is like... Oh, I lied. There's two things that I want to talk about. Um... And we we talked about Ted Lasso enough last week. We'll talk. We next week is the finale. We'll talk about Ted Lasso a lot more. Or actually, no, I think well, there's we'll, two more episodes. I just wanted to oh, get your okay. thoughts on the most recent episode, but we could just do that. Oh yeah, no, no, we can. Yeah, um, yeah. just because I don't want to go crazy long with the morning show. But then right. again, we have like no news, so I don't know what I'm rushing yeah. for. Um, anyways, I'm gonna say what I wanted to say now. Stop sidetracking my own brain. Um. So first thing I'll start with that, that you can relate to. And I talked about this without spoiling anything before you started watching the show. Martin Short's character mm -hmm. is for me, top five aspects uh, or, or storyline or, or element of the entire show because you, and, and this is what I said without spoil. I didn't spoil what the thing was, but so light spoilers again for the morning show you get uh you find out that he was in kind of the first wave of the me too movement 
Um, and there's a very, very, like, bone-chilling scene that, like, you kind of, once you've seen all of season one, like, you kind of... Ah, so worse than the flashback scene. Yeah, for for me at least, because because this scene is, it's what you don't see. And, And because it's coming from somebody like Martin Short, who obviously has done excellent dramatic work in the past but jack this frost. is tell danielle i go that's jack frost oh absolutely 100 percent um it the, the way that that man could hit the the vibrato when singing uh north pole in tony bennett's voice was just um <laughs> what's it called i wish i'd never been santa claus i wish i'd never <laughs> been santa at all <laughs> um gotcha uh what's it called <laughs> what a great movie please go and watch santa claus 3 um anyways jesus now i can picture is jack frost so in that scene uh it's it's basically it's just steve carell and martin short talking and steve carell's like you know i i think it's important to say these are like fictional characters and i'm like i think it's important to point out like mitch kessler um steve carell's character he was not uh now, obviously, later on, we find out that there were some darker things, but he's very adamant. You know, he never raped anybody to him. It was all always consensual. Obviously, we find out later it wasn't that to other people, but mm-hmm. I think there is still a line where he and is not a, like, terribly... Even Martin Short are different. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. Because he refers to it as he's like, because he, so he's, Steve Carell's trying to, you know, he's trying, he's in defense mode. So he's trying to reinvent his career. He's like, I think we could, you know, because Martin Short is a director. Martin Short's kind of three or four or whatever. Martin Short's kind of like, I would say, a little bit of analogy. Um, He's like a a director. Wow. No, that's what, yeah, he said he's a director. Um, But, he's kind of like an analogy for, I think like Woody Allen supposed to be kind of that, right. that kind th- of thing. That's what I was kind of um, thinking. Yeah. And so he's like, Steve Carell's like, all right, you know, this happened to you. This happened to me. Um, you know, we got to get our side of the story out there, that kind of thing. Yeah. But he's like, but let's like do it in a respectful way. He's like, yeah. let's make a documentary that highlights, you know, the, you know, everyone involved. He's like, he's like, I don't want to call them victims. He's like, I don't think we should call them that. But he's like, just the accused, the, you know, everyone else, just bring everybody in and make this like neutral, like facts speak for itself, conversation. documentary yeah. conversation type thing. Um, you know, which genuinely, like, you can tell that, Steve, like I, like we, me and TJ said, they're different. Steve Carell is not a irredeemable, terrible person. He has made some mistakes and done some horrible things to people and used his power and influence to do terrible stuff. Not Steve Carell, the actor, the character Mitch Kessler character. that he plays. <laughs> I don't want to take that out of context. Um, but uh, then it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, we could do this and that and that. And then Martin Short kind of like takes this turn. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but you got to watch what you say, because then that's when they fucking pin it on you or whatever. Like he said something like that. And Steve Carell's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. he's like, he was oh, like, well, okay. I, he was like, if you don't like the idea, like we can think of another way. And he was like, he's yeah. like, yeah, that's that's just right. Like 
He was like, as if they would even let us come out of hiding or something like that. And then he starts to get really dark into it. And he, he does, starts yeah. saying he starts recounting this one thing that basically what he's describing is multiple people accusing him of rape, of actual rape. And just the performance on Martin Short's face delivering it and Steve Carell's face, you could tell like Mitch Kessler all of a sudden he's like. I am literally sitting next to like a monster it, yeah, like because because yeah. he go he's like it's all on his face. But then when he finally speaks, he's like he just goes, he goes nah, how he's like he's like, how come I never heard about that one? And I was right, like, when he yeah. said that, I was like, oh, my God, that's like fucking crazy. And then he starts going into this thing about like, you know, the first wave of people, you know, it was different. The first wave was really very horrible um horrible things horrible mm. people that did absolutely horrible things and he's like and you know the second wave was you know he was like using power and influence to you know also terrible things but it it was different and then it's like you realize martin short realizes that he's saying you're first wave i'm second wave. first and wave it's, yeah and then like just the way like the whole you can just watch this whole relationship that we know they they set up that like they've been friends for you know decades plus like yeah. long time just like crumbles and steve carell you see like he is uncomfortable to be in that situation and you're like you're almost feel bad for him it's like it's like this is in essence the villain if you want to say of the show and you're like you feel really bad because it's like holy shit like he's not like that yeah. <laughs> like and then later then when you see the birthday flashback which is the episode you just watched um the fact that you get that flashback with Martin Short being back dancing with all the women and you know doing this and doing that and stuff and it's like and he goes oh i handpicked it myself yeah and they and they play uh they play it completely straight because it's like at that point nobody knew anything but it's like the dialogue and like you just said like i handpicked him myself like that kind of stuff you're like oh my fucking god like you could just oh my god it was just chilling like i just i genuinely i love that like i said no no lie top five favorite elements of the entire show was that then the next thing i wanted to say about season two is you'll this will be quick is uh the way that they are foreshadowing uh, COVID, because like Danielle said earlier, they they are using real life stories for a lot of the big stories. The way that they are foreshadowing COVID is like great. Like I I love it so much. Um, Um, It's like 2020, the year is like this big looming presence in the first episode. And people are like, man, 2019 sucked. Like, uh, like, on to, on to, you know, onwards and upwards. Right, you don't know and then, yet. and then it's like, and then the last shot, I won't say what it is, but the last shot of, um, of the premiere of season two is, is just great. Like, and you can tell mm-hmm. they're, they're setting it up for a big, a big payoff with, with COVID, I'm sure. Um, um, yeah, absolutely great show. Everybody needs last, to check it out if you haven't. Last really fast thing I want to say is, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, from his IMDb picture, it looks like Billy Crump's hair is usually curly. I highly suggest he just leave it how it is in the show. Because he looks oh, yeah. great. I'll just say. He does. <laughs> He's a great looking man. 
I'm trying to remember in Flash like what he looked like, but uh, because I I really have not seen him in a lot. I know he's like he works obviously, but like I just I feel like I've never really seen him in all that much stuff. Have you ever seen um, what's it called? You ever seen? Oh, Watchmen. Uh, Sorry, he's in Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen or uh, Almost Famous or I'm not that one's that that one eludes me. Big Fish eludes me. Um, oh, he was in Alien Covenant. Yep, he's okay, Alien Covenant. I've seen that. Man, I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of one. He was in Mission Possible Three. Yeah, Mission Possible Three. He was great in Mission Possible Three. All right, I gotta get on my Billy Crudup grind. It seems like. <clears throat> um. Yeah, Billy Crudup, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh. All right. You want to move on to a little bit of Ted Lasso talk for this uh, latest yeah, episode? Yeah, I think we talk about Ted Lasso. That will kind of lead us into the main topic. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that n- one news thing or no? Oh, we'll just run through it real quick because we'll okay. talk about Ted Lasso. Then I just, I'm just i just going to go over it. There wasn't really much in the world of box office. Not much changed. I just want to go over the top five, and then we'll go yeah. over because it's really just that one news piece about Disney+, Plus, and then we can go into right. the Emmys. Um. So what were your thoughts? So this is the episode, what was it called? Like Coach Beard at Night or something? It was Coach Beard at Night or something. Um, I, I, you knew, you kind of knew the the episode was coming with the way the last episode ended, um, with the way he kind of just walks away and, he, you know, Coach Beard's like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to deal with this mm-hmm. on my own, you know? Um, I, I, I liked it. Um, and again, this, this is there's been two episodes so far this season that really have not advanced the story at all. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the other one being the Christmas episode, which I personally I love the Christmas episode. Yeah, um, got me got me wanting Christmas. Honestly, I was like, man, I wish this I I might go back and watch this like in December. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, well, I, I I did like how it kind of built Coach Beard's story, um, not really showing kind of where he's from or anything, but more just kind of his relationship and like um, where he's at mentally right where now, he's at mentally um and just kind of he just seems like somebody who would get kind of get into wacky and wacky things and he does in this episode mm. um and i man when he when freaking uh when jamie's dad shows up again i wanted to smack him in the face um but oh, yeah. yeah overall like i i liked the episode but it was something that kind of just seemed like it didn't really need to be there um, but I will say these last few episodes, I feel like are going to be some bangers. Some shit. Like, I think something's going to happen. Like, you know, they might get, they, they almost got me with the episode before this. Like I almost started crying. Oh I my didn't, God. but these next three, I feel like I might, I might, I might be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I feel the same way. I, I don't know. You might've liked it a little bit more than me. Because I, I yeah. mean, like everybody, I love this show. Yeah. For me, it was kind of like, I really thought that we were watching all of this to then lead up to a big, like, shock at the end of the episode or something. Um, right. I could see that, yeah. And it really just kind of was like, like you said, it just didn't progress anything. Like, I thought it would progress something. It, mm-hmm. it literally didn't at nothing. And I was like okay that's interesting like because it's like 
I get that it was like more backstory on Beard, but like what really even changed? Like what we don't really know anything else now mm -hmm. that we didn't know before. You know, his relationship is still a little rocky with uh with his lady friend. Mm -hmm. Uh and that's kind of where we were at before this. So it, it was I don't know. I don't know. But I mean that that being said, if you take that out of it, if you take like, you know, me being upset that it didn't further the story out of it, um it w it uh it was still good. Like it was still directed well, written well, all that stuff. Um Right. But again, like it felt it felt a little long. Like I was like, okay, yeah. we're at like I checked it at one point and I was like, "Oh, we're probably wrapping up and there's 23 minutes left." And I was like, "Oh." I think I did that at one point. Too, yeah, yeah, I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um because yeah. there's kind of like a, a crazy thing happens and then it dies out and you're like all right well that, that was a good episode i like that and then it's like oh no we're just getting started we're not done yet yeah and i was like oh okay like, oh okay yeah <laughs> but i i totally agree with you i think these next I, I think you're i think you're right i think this was eight so there's nine and ten left right um uh, nine ten eleven or no this was nine so ten eleven twelve oh because there's twelve i forget there's i forget there's more than ten um so, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So three episodes left. Wow. Okay. And I, I, I and I, as I, I mentioned, guess. uh, last week, I think, um, I, th there has been, I, I, again, I'll have to go back, but I do recall Jason Sudeik is saying it's only, expo it's supposed to be three seasons. So, you know, I, I don't you know. said that last week. Yeah. You know, so I'm not sure what anything crazy can happen or whatever, but, uh, you know. I'm, I'm very looking dies. forward to Yes. I mean, if you see the also, promo for next week, somebody does die, but I don't think it's going to be an integral character. I didn't even see the promo. I did see that on IMDb, though, mm -hmm. that somebody does. I yeah, know. it's Ooh, just honestly, it's called like. Um, no oh, weddings and a funeral. No weddings and a funeral. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's probably going to be what's his name? Um, Rebecca's ex-husband the rich guy oh i think maybe, it's probably yeah. gonna be him because he hasn't been in this season at all they kind of wrap that storyline up and that kind of be right. like the last piece of closure because so that's the or only person i can her think mom's of kind of old oh i forgot about her mom yeah or dad that was or, that was know. a part that was a big part of, of earlier in the mm -hmm. season yeah i forgot about that um but yeah good episode i i just think not mm -hmm. the best but still, still Ted Lasso is still great. And also, I, I got to say, I understand it's a one-off episode to focus in on this one character, but I missed Ted. I, I missed all the characters. I did. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I really did. I, I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, it's good that we got, you know, um, you know, the people at the bar uh, who are, have, are in every episode, but, like, we got a little bit more with them. They got their nice moment at the end uh, on the field and stuff. Uh, but, like, I missed Ted Lasso. I missed, I missed Roy. I missed Jamie. Like I, Jamie wasn't even in this episode at all. Mm. Um, but yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything else that you want to talk about with the episode? That was it. All right. <laughs> what of that. Um, so let me just, uh, grab this real quick. So like we said, box office, really not much change. I actually, very little change um only one movie is different uh from from last week to this week uh and that is because a new movie came out and that's cry macho that's the new clint eastwood film came out uh, on yeah. september 19th um my boss very excited for this one 
took a, Are you took a whole took a week and a half off just to watch it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll probably watch on HBO Max. Same, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but I said that about like Malignant. I said I've said that about all. I also said that about Malignant. Yeah, Malignant. <laughs> um, but uh, so let's just run it down. So number one again uh, is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings at uh, week three. 21.7 million. This one is getting absolutely ridiculous at this point. Number two, again, for the sixth week in a row, Free Guy pulling in 5.2 million. Now, we talked a lot last week about, uh, we talked a lot Pretty last week about the, uh, about the percentage, the hold percentage. Uh, and we talked about how the hold percentage was dropping. We were like mm. the first week it was at 35, then it was 32, 28, 26, so on and so forth. And I was like, it could do a greatest showman, which its drop percentage got so small, it actually went up. And Free Guy damn near went up. Free Guy only dropped 8.1%. 8. Wow. 8.1. It made 5.2 million this weekend, and it made 5. Uh, it made 5.21 million last weekend. It only dropped by a hundred thousand or no, not even a hundred thousand. It dropped by ten thousand dollars. Wow. That is crazy. Eight percent drop. Uh oh my good god. And, yeah, and like we said, a good drop, a great drop for a movie is to drop fifty percent. To drop eight percent, mm-hmm. that's that's unheard of. Literally the last example I can think of is Greatest Showman um who knows next week we we literally might be talking about free guy making 5.2 again and if that's the case this movie is shang chi might be uh which we'll talk about in a second shang chi might be the number one movie of the year uh and i think it's going to stay that way until uh his marvel uh his marvel brother comes out uh in december Mm -hmm. um but I think the box the true box office winner, uh, champion, if you will, is definitely going to be Free Guy at the end of the year. Like, uh, and I'm not saying making the most, but the staying power and the holding power. I mean, it's been at number two for like, uh, let's see here. It's been at number two for four weeks. I mean, that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Um, good for Free Guy. Good for all of them. At the end of the day, it's all Disney and they're all winning. Uh, let's talk about some things that aren't Disney for a second. Number three, uh, coming in its first week, which made a pretty good amount of money considering it's also on streaming, is Cry Macho uh, at $4.5 million. Uh, number four, week four, again, holding the number four spot is Candyman at $3.5 million. And then uh, a, a bigger drop than they would like, uh, Malignant uh is uh coming in at number five in its second week at 2.6 million so clearly not as much of an audience as Candyman. Candyman's been holding stronger a lot better than uh than malignant has um but again like we talked about a couple weeks back Candyman has it's it's got that franchise buzz people know what it is they've seen it before they there's familiar there's familiarity with the uh with the ip there where malignant doesn't have that um but yeah uh so i think it's important for us to talk uh real quick about uh both shang chi and free guys um uh numbers overall uh and that is so free guy has hit a big milestone 
uh, and Shang-Chi has also hit a big milestone. Uh, Free Guy has crossed $300 million. $300 million. That means that it has definitely, at this point, made its budget back. Uh, still working on, I think, probably making the full marketing budget back just because mm -hmm. the marketing budget was so much higher because there there had to be multiple marketing campaigns because of COVID. Um, right. But, you know, <clears throat> for this movie, you know, they, they made a joke of it in the trailers, Ryan Reynolds did, with how many times it was pushed, all this kind of stuff. This is an original concept film, and it made $300 in the, in the middle of a pandemic, in the height of movie going in the pandemic. This movie made $300 million. Yes, it has Ryan Reynolds, obviously. Yes, it has big stars and stuff, but it's a totally original concept, original IP, all that stuff. Uh, it's definitely going to spawn a franchise. I mean, this movie is a through and through smash hit at the box office, like without question. Um, and a great win for Disney as well. And I hope it shows Disney that they can make these more mid to lower high tier uh original concept films and as long as you put the effort into make them fantastic because make no mistake free guy is a fantastic movie it is such a good movie i know tj still hasn't seen it um but <laughs> you'll get there. get there um it is so it is fantastic uh and then another thing to talk about and then i'll get your thoughts on all this stuff uh, in half the time, Shang-Chi has also hit $300 million. So Shang-Chi has outgrossed mm -hmm. Free Guy to become the number one film uh, at, the at the worldwide box office for 2021. Again, first of all, I think too many people are overlooking the fact that this is a minority-led film, just the same as Black Panther. People talked about it way more with Black Panther, in my opinion. Um, and I think that's getting overlooked uh, because... Shout out to Asian American culture and just Asian culture in general gets a big, huge uh, boost from this movie. And I think it's, I think again, just like Crazy Rich Asians, which made a killing at the box office, I think this shows people love to go see movies with, you know, Asian leads. They, they sell tickets, they put asses in seats. Uh, and not to mention the fact, again, this is a fantastic movie. It is so good. Uh, and, and it's really showing it's like, and also another thing, Shang-Chi free guy, the number one and number two movies at the box office this year were theatrical exclusives that can't mm -hmm. be overlooked. It is the reason why, well, one of the two reasons why two main reasons, one, the movies are fantastic. Second, they were theatrical only the only option for people to see this movie that they all love is to go to the theater. Right. So, yeah, boom. All right, what are your thoughts on all that? <laughs> what are you? What are your thoughts uh, on Shang-Chi and uh, Free Guy breaking 300 million? Shang-Chi, not the box surprised. Out? Free Guy, you might have just... Okay, so my plan tomorrow was um, I took off um, for a doctor's appointment. My plan was to go see Eyes of Tammy Faye with uh, Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain. Where is that playing? Is Jessica Chastain? Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it is at Regal. Oh, okay. Transit. You don't have it. I already looked. Um, oh no. Oh, I. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll talk to you later about it. Okay. Um, and I was gonna see the card counter because I do want to see that the new oh, Oscar Isaac. I just watched that have, yesterday. But we don't anymore. Oh. Well, you don't Thursday. Have it? Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
butts, you might have just told you might have just convinced me to go see Free Guy. Which instead of Card Yeah. Bro. What? When was the last time you were on Letterboxd? Oh, I don't know. Like I yeah. haven't really, I I haven't logged anything since I think uh, Doctor Strange, which was fri- last Friday, his previous Friday. I saw Card Counter yesterday. Our Card Counter was boring. Bro, <laughs> I wanted to love that movie so much. That yeah. is that is one of the worst experiences I've had in in a theater in a long time. Oh, I mean, granted, okay. I watched it. I watched it by myself, <laughs> so I was like, I I was like, um, right. I was uh, I was testing a projector um okay and uh yeah. oh man that is a great word for it let's just say um for those who didn't catch it halloween kills tra- trailer reaction on the channel right now uh i left just in the middle of the movie i didn't pause it or anything i i just left in the middle of the movie to do the trailer reaction came that. came back didn't miss anything <laughs> didn't miss a beat <laughs> literally didn't miss a beat uh he was okay. still playing the same game of poker that he was when i left um okay. that is so maybe I'm literally just, not a, kidding so wait for streaming movie then i think well i think it's uh i think it's i a, do want to uh, see it, a keep like your oscar two hours isaac. i think it's a keep your two hours I, I like oscar isaac though like i i didn't talk about it but i want to watch um, scenes from a marriage as well on hbo with him and jessica oh, yeah, jessica is that on hbo like hbo max yeah, it's on HBO there now max. yeah i'm First gonna watch that episodes, as soon oh it's a Which it's a show it's a it's a it's a mini series. It's like five. Oh, steps, so. OK, OK. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac, have you ever seen uh, a 24 um, a most violent year from 2014? No. Oh, my God. That's good. But that's so good. I watched that. I watched that in like 2017. <clears throat> and I was like, who is mm-hmm. who is or not? Who is this Oscar Isaac guy? Because he'd already been Poe Dameron twice. Um, but I was like, this guy needs to do more drama. I was like, this, he's amazing. And that, again, that was Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac together. Um, so, do you still have Free Guy? Yeah. Right oh, yeah. We're not oh. getting, yeah, we are not getting rid of Free Guy anytime soon. I will, that, I will probably um, be coming so to that. So, <laughs> what I was saying was, so I was not joking. My my uh, my boss is gone for, for a week and a half. Uh, so, right. most of his, uh, correction, all of his responsibilities for uh, my theater uh, on fell on to me. <laughs> um so when you were like you don't have it i checked i was like i literally spent like four hours today making the film schedule so i was like um but uh but yeah we're we're not we're not losing free guy at all um so i would definitely have a good time too so i uh probably be there Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah it's very it's very good oh man free guy's so good but yeah card counter it's you're right it's just boring and it's like yeah i just heard the payoff at the end it's it's just dumb like and then the actual ending of the movie, it's like so unsatisfying. Uh, it's re- I'll actually I'll go a little bit deeper real quick. So. First of all, it came out, didn't place anywhere in the top five, didn't didn't even place in the top ten. I, I didn't think. expect or I think it, it I think it premiered at number nine. Um, OK. And then quickly fell all the way off of that. Uh, but yeah, so it was written and directed by the by the guy who Paul wrote. Schrader. So it was. Yeah, who wrote uh, Taxi Driver, and it Taxi was produced, Driver, yep. uh, probably in name only, but it was produced by Scorsese. Um, there are a lot of, like, shots and scenes that are really trying to be Taxi Driver, and I'm like, get over yourself. Like, in the movie theater, I was like, come on. Like, there's a scene where it's like, you're looking at Oscar Isaac's face, but then it zooms into his eye on a mirror, and the music's like, 
and it's like and i was like this isn't 1976 i was like this isn't i was like what is this shot that is happening right now in this film because it was just so like yeah it was just so boring gotcha. oh my god it was just so boring and i like i didn't buy into any of it and then like the last shot of the movie is this extended like yeah. shot of like two fingers and i was yeah. like what are we doing here i was like i was like what is going on um yeah, tomorrow, yeah. yeah tomorrow was gonna probably be my my movie day because i yeah. wanted to watch like those two i want to see cry macho i wanted mm -hmm. to watch, um I still want to watch the Adam Driver movie that came out. Um, Annette, Annette? I think it was. On, an, on uh, yeah, Prime? Yeah, which I heard. Yes, which I heard was eh, but mm -hmm. I just wanted to see for myself. Um, but yeah, so, okay. I'll put the I'll put the card counter on the back burner. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I'm sorry. I really wanted to like it. That's why I picked that movie to watch, because I was like, yeah. oh, my God, Oscar Isaac. I was like, I like Tiffany Haddish. Willem Dafoe. Um, that's the other thing. Willem Dafoe's in it for, like, maybe two minutes. Oh. And it's like, and it's like, there's this whole subplot with like the, this military base. And it's like, it's like, oh, something happened. And it's, and it's like, and the payoff is just so stupid. Mm -hmm. And like Ty Sheridan's good in it. I, I think Ty Sheridan needs to get more work. Um, was Ty Sheridan White Boy Rick? Or am I remembering that wrong? No. Who was White Boy Rick? I, I don't remember his name, but it definitely was not Ty Sheridan. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like, I feel like Ty Sheridan could fit that kind of a role. Uh, I feel like mm -hmm. he just doesn't get that many opportunities, probably off the back of X-Men. Um, but yeah, uh, card counter, mm -hmm. not for me. Uh, didn't Richie Merritt one. was White Boy Rick. Richie Merritt, okay. Um, Ooh, it was his first credit, so. Oh, gotcha, there gotcha, go. gotcha. Yep. Uh, cool, yeah. Uh, so I think that'll do it for the box office talk. Um, I don't know. What do you want to do for? Do you want to talk the Disney Plus thing, or do you want to make our our announcement? Uh, let's do the announcement. Um, quick, just quick. Disney Plus. Uh, they're having this little conference thing. Uh, in November, I believe is it November. <laughs> uh, yes, November twelfth. So it's the two year anniversary of of Disney Plus's launch. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have some sneak peeks of the Boba Fett series, I believe, um, and then any other projects that they want to show. Yeah, so it's got um, so on the twelfth, it will be streaming. Uh, that's when they are adding Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings to to Disney Plus. Um, Jungle Cruise. That's when that's getting added. Uh, that's when the new Home Alone movie, uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, which I still think is a terrible title, uh, is coming out. A new series, Disney's Olaf Presents, uh, which is apparently. Uh, they said it's like a mix between Olaf and like Lion King one and a half. Uh, so it's like Olaf revisiting other Disney movies, uh, which mm. I guess, uh, you know, it's probably going to be annoying, but it might have something. Uh, Disney and Pixar's uh, Ciao Alberto, which is apparently set in the uh, Luca universe with some returning characters. What I'm very excited for, uh, the World According to Jeff Goldblum uh, season two, uh, they're doing the first five episodes are going to launch on that day and then it'll be weekly um an all new short from the simpsons uh which they've been doing you know all over the place uh they did like a star wars one and a couple other ones um and then the big one which is what t uh, tj's talking about is uh there will be a special look at the future of star wars and the future of lucasfilm and a special look oh, at I the future okay. of marvel um oh okay yeah, yeah uh probably and then plus Kevin Feige what, bring out his big slate i'm gonna guess yeah which i mean imagine okay. imagine imagine that right 
everybody's like, oh my god, being at Hall H or being at being at the El Capitan Theater when Kevin Feige reveals the the slate. It's one of the highlights of a of a Marvel fan could ever get. And it's like, imagine if they were like, hey, just this once, we're not gonna do yeah. it at a Comic Con. We're not gonna do it at a theater. We're doing it for you guys. We're posting the announcement with the new slate and stuff. We're doing it on Disney Plus for the fans. That would be amazing. Um, but anyways, so we don't have any details at all regarding the Marvel um, presentation, but we do have a little bit of details uh, with the Star Wars one, and that is that one of the... Uh, and also, when it says a special look forward, these will be multiple things. So it's not just going to be like one thing is added to Disney Plus that's like a look, for, a look ahead at Star Wars. It's like one of the things that we know is they are going to be dropping a special... Um, on Boba Fett, uh, chronicling the life and history and importance of uh, of the galaxy's, I guess they're calling him the galaxy's most dangerous bounty hunter. Uh, so there's going to be a little Boba Fett special. I would, I would guess it's probably going to be within the range of like 10 to 15 minutes. It's probably going to be like the Star Wars version of Marvel Legends that they're doing where... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you guys haven't checked out Marvel, Le you guys should check out Mar Marvel Legends. It's pretty good. It's kind of like a super cut of all the important uh, character beats throughout the, the movies and stuff. I'd like to see something like that for Star Wars characters. So I I'd be looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and Star Wars, what's it called? Drops tonight. Sorry, just quick. Uh, Star Wars Visions yeah. does drop tonight. Yeah. Um, that was another Walked thing that, that uh, we could talk about quickly, uh, very quickly, because uh, the first reactions are in. And the the word is uh, it is incredible. Mm -hmm. So good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, apparently, it's about if you watch them all together, it's about two and a half hours. Um, so take that how you will. You watch them one at a time. Watch them all together. Uh, either way, you're gonna get a crap ton of Star Wars content. Uh, a producer on it uh, who also works, you know, at Lucasfilm as a whole said. Currently, there are no plans to weave the storylines into canon, uh, but, you know, kind of like a currently it's no plans, but you never it. know that kind it, of thing. No, it, it, just leave it. It's fine. <laughs> my my guess is, is probably like. We're going to get like a character name from this in a book. They're going to be like, oh, that was master. That's fine. Like, oh, one of the one of the fallen right from like Ju Dooku Jedi lost like the the heads of the fallen mm -hmm. Jedi's. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, one of them was was the Jedi from that visions episode. You know, something like that. Um, I, but I don't think that the storylines were ever will ever be canon, yeah. but probably mentions and nods to like characters and stuff. That'll probably happen. Like they'll be they'll mm -hmm. be like, oh, is the legend true that once there was a droid who thought he was a Jedi like that? And Yoda will be like, oh, <laughs> um, as Ahsoka said, there's always a bit of truth in legends. Uh, so you never know. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check out Visions. I don't have work tomorrow, uh, so I might even stay up and just watch them all tonight. Uh, I don't know, though. That, that may, I'd be up until six, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, only like half an hour. Oh, they're even they got to be even less than that because they said it's two and a half hours for all of them. And there's nine oh. of them. Wow. Okay. So what would that break down to? They're probably like 12 minutes each. Something cool. like that. 12 or 15. Mm -hmm. um, which, yeah, I mean, cool. Sounds good to me. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So uh, I think that'll literally do it for the news. Like we said, it's very light on a news day. Um, I went all the normal places I went to check for news um 
basically it was the the biggest news stories of the week were ones that we covered on last week's show um which is interesting uh so yeah let's get let's give a little bit of our uh of our announcement um i know we've had uh some different phases of the show uh here and there sprinkled throughout uh but yeah this is a big announcement so first of all this week uh we are having a show obviously we're doing it right now next week we will not have a show um only because i will be uh in severe pain i have a root canal uh and a like crown procedure which i'm very much not looking forward to uh next wednesday uh and you might be asking yourself well why would a wednesday why would wednesday affect the show uh and that is because we are uh moving planet film live is moving uh off of tuesdays and on to wednesdays um so yeah this is gonna help us do a lot of things uh one of the just to peel back the curtain not that if anybody watches every episode of the show uh can kind of get the hint uh that you know we both come straight from work uh and and do this show um I usually don't get home until like 6.30 and then I, I have to get the graphics and everything ready and set up uh, in time to go live at 8. Um, so basically, moving to Wednesdays, which I normally have off uh, and now I will have off permanently, um, it'll basically give me the entire day to do whatever prep I need. And the other thing it's going to allow us to do is knock on wood, um, knock on wood, but uh, should be every week mm-hmm. uh we will be uh back in the studio uh i moved some things around in my room so you can see real quick my whole room's moved around so we got kind of a corner setup uh one of us will be there one of us will be over there um but yeah we're hoping to to do and we're also kind of hoping to have a little bit more of a a relaxed vibe where the camera is real tight on our faces and stuff right now we want to kind of maybe even, you know, if you've seen our other studio shows, thinking of losing the table in front of us, kind of doing more of like a free form chat with the news, still with the graphics and everything like that. That's something that I'm going to have to work out how to make sure that all that is still flawless and seamless, um, which I'm sure, you know, uh, I'll find some way to make work. Um, but we're going to try and make it more of a laid back, you know, kind of free flowing conversation type show still with the news and the box office and everything like that, that you guys, uh, you've come to expect and everything. Um, but yeah, so we are hoping that this is going to be, uh, good for the channel, good for everything involved. Like we said, it'll just give us more time to really work on it and make sure that the show is ready to go live right at eight every time without fail, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so TJ, you want to give uh, your thoughts or any other uh, info or anything on that? Um, yeah, it's it also allows for just kind of consistent. Obviously, we were consistent for most of. The, uh, there's been a few kind of fixes for it, um, but this will also push the pod audio form to come out Fridays now. Mm-hmm. So we'll do the show live Wednesday. I'll take out the audio on thursday and set it out for midnight friday um so that's update on that um but yeah thank you thank you all for uh subscribing obviously on this this journey as now we're headed up to 400 subs um Mm -hmm. i can't believe that yeah 
And same time, eight o'clock, same place, mm-hmm. just different day. Or, uh, Wednesday. Boom. Yeah. And also this will this will allow us to do a couple other things, too, in the sense of um, at least as far as Disney Plus is concerned, anything that comes out in Disney Plus, as long as we have a shot to watch it, mm-hmm. um, which I'll say I definitely will be off every Wednesday. So I know TJ TJ doesn't have the luxury. He's got a he's got a you know weekdays job. So sometimes, but sometimes he's not in the office and stuff. So sometimes he has the ability to catch things and watch things. But um, I at least will definitely have no excuse to not watch Disney Plus stuff. So that means if we're since we're airing on Wednesdays, instead of being like, "Oh, Visions comes out tonight," it's like, "Oh, Visions just came out. Let's talk about it. We can talk about it that night, the day that it actually comes out." Um, which is going to be really good for things coming up like Hawkeye, Book of Boba Fett, all that stuff is going to be dropping on Wednesdays. Um, so I'm very much uh, looking forward to kind of what that's going to offer us uh, as well as, you know, other shows and stuff. Um, we'll be able to obviously get, it's more of the middle of the week. Uh, so we'll be able to have more news for you guys. Sometimes, you know, news drops in the middle of the week instead of kind of right at the beginning of the week. Um but yeah, so we're we're really excited to uh, to bring you guys. It, like TJ said, it's the exact same thing. Uh, we're gonna switch up the the style a little bit. Um, the look is not changing. The look is is great. Everybody seems to be responding to the look and stuff. So um, that will not be changing. It's just what you see inside of this beautiful white box will be changing a little bit. Um, hopefully for the better. Make it a little more casual, a little more laid back. Um, for both of us, uh, just you know, I, I think it'll be I think it'll be good for the show. I think it'll be uh, good for um, the viewer enjoyment, and I think the more laid back nature of it actually will lend itself more to the audio format. So if you guys are our are are our audio only listeners, that is a mouthful. Um, I, I think it'll lend itself to you guys too because it'll be me and TJ actually looking at each other's face. Uh, instead of looking into the camera and stuff and, you know, just having right, a, yeah. a conversation and stuff. Um, one of the, uh, one of my favorite podcasts right now, which is kind of the vibe that we're going for a little more, <laughs> a little less, uh, not raunchy, but you know, they're comedians. So they have a little bit of a leg up on us, but, uh, it's, uh, Hey Babe, it's the Sal Volcano and, uh, Chris Stefano's podcast. Um, and, and that's exactly what it is. It's kind of a laid back conversation. They might have a topic, they might not. Um, but you know, they're just talking to each other, you know, and having a, having a great time. And that's kind of what the kind of vibe that we're trying to bring here. Cause what we said all the way back in our original first show, which is, you know, we're trying to build a community here where people feel accepted and they can talk about whatever with movies and entertainment and stuff. Uh, we're trying to build that, uh, that environment for you guys. Um, and, and hell, I mean, we're trying to build it, but you guys are building it. Like, that's the thing is that you guys got us to over 300 subscribers on to 400. Um, I mean, that's great. I mean, we literally gained, I mean, we hit 300 subscribers. Now we're at 311. We've gained 12 in a week. If you do that every week, you guys are crazy. (laughs) Like, like it's, it's insane. Um, I said on last week's show, I was like, I will, die a happy man if we can hit 400 subscribers by the end of the year we might hit 400 subscribers by the end of october (laughs) like you know (laughs) what i mean like i don't know um it's just it's very it's very unbelievable and we really appreciate i mean we can't say enough how much we appreciate it 
Um, another thing that will be happening that is in very early stages, uh, but is uh, we will be revisiting the merch store and uh, launching new merch with kind of the new look, kind of that brushed neon look that we changed everything over to. Um, you guys are really digging that uh, in the thumbnails and the new logos for everything. Uh, and the merch kind of isn't reflecting that right now. So I'm going to I'm going to take the week that we are taking off um, to kind of revamp that stuff uh, and hopefully have that ready for you guys to take a look at uh, by the time we do our next show. Um, but yeah, that is our, that is our big announcement that we are officially moving to Wednesdays. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, move on, uh, to the Emmys. Uh, it's not really, um, yeah, I don't know if we need to amount. go through everybody who won and everything. Yeah. Um, I have about, most of the shows I'm assuming I, I have not, I have really just kind of the upset ones, uh, that one are the ones that I have, you know, readied up with graphics and stuff. Um, so like out of it, I think there, I think there was like 35 things, uh, 35, uh, whatever, whatever they're called, mm. uh, categories, <laughs> categories. That's what it's called. Um, at the, at the, uh, Emmys, but, uh, we'll start out with the big ones and then we'll go into, into some smaller ones. Uh, but first I want to talk about, you mentioned it earlier in the show, um, the thing with Conan you were asking about, or maybe it was before, I think it was actually before we started, uh, the show. Yeah. Well, Brandon um, told me what happened. I just didn't see. Yeah. The, the like, video. cause it's no, you know, it's no secret. I've been talking about it like crazy on the show that I've been on a real big Conan kick lately. And I, you know, I've always loved Conan, but I've really been binging his stuff lately. Um, also a big fan of Conan, yes. Yeah, and he <laughs> and he, uh, what's it called? So he was nominated for best variety show, which basically just means late night show. Um, and everybody kind of figured that he wasn't going to win, but everybody wanted him to win because it's his final year um, before he, you know, goes on to do whatever he's doing with HBO Max. But after twenty nine years, it's his final year hosting a daily late night show, which is you know huge. Um, so basically, you know, a ton of people were shouting him out, shouting Norm Macdonald out, obviously paying their respects and stuff. And, and honestly, a lot of people were shouting them out together because, you know, Norm Macdonald and Conan O'Brien were, uh, you know, very, very close friends. And uh, I think still right now, uh, Norm has the most amount of appearances on Conan's show. Um, oh, okay. But uh, like so in John Oliver's speech, which was really touching, he basically started it and he was like, he was like, well, I really wish that Conan would have won this. But, uh, you know, and, and then he kind of talked about Conan a little bit, thanked everybody else. And then he ended it with he was like, and if you have any downtime at all, he was like, do what I've been doing for the last, uh, you know, five days, which is just go on YouTube and spend your whole day watching hours and hours of Norm Macdonald on Conan O'Brien's show. And you will not be disappointed. And it was like, it was just really touching. And like Lauren Michaels, who, you know, showrunner at SNL, uh, who's who he, he was the basis for Dr. Evil and the Austin Powers movies. He's known for not being very emotional. Uh, he got, he got pretty choked up and he, he just was mm. like, he ended his cause SNL one, um, for, uh, whatever that category is that they do best live variety, I think is what it's called. But yeah, sure. Um, like <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell it's called. It's basically the SNL award. Uh, it's like there's to lose every year, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, he like thanked everybody. And then at the end, he was just like, you know, we've had a uh, weekend update on the air for, uh, 46 years 
and he was like, and Norm Macdonald was the best to ever do it. And then he, he like he like got a little choked up at the end and he just kind of held up the award and was just like and then walked off. And it was like coming from him, who's known to be like very cold and stuff like I, I, that was huge. That was a big moment for, I think, a lot of people in that room. Um, but, yeah, the Conan stuff, he just owned it. He got super drunk uh, and he was just he was interrupting people like it. He was being a dick, but yeah. in I heard only he the was way... saluting the president of uh, yeah. yeah, Tony's or the president of the emmys yeah yeah. he so the president comes out like they always do it at you know the oscars or whatever the president of the association comes out um and conan like stood up and like did like a a firm like salute to him and everybody like got up and joined him and was like cheering and like Mm -hmm. it was like the funniest thing and then conan stood in salute for the entirety of the president's speech and the, the you could tell that he just kept like looking off camera to like you mm-hmm. could tell Conan was still doing it. And the guy was getting so nervous. It was so hilarious. Um, it was so, so funny. Um, but yeah, Michelle and Chad said, yeah, the Emmys, Cedric was terrible. I will say I enjoy Cedric. The, like, I'm not a crazy Cedric the Entertainer fan or anything like. Mm-hmm. But like, I think he's like funny in some things, like depending on the writing and stuff. Uh but God, he was terrible last night. And there was I don't a, even know what happened. What? There was a couple times, too, where like not just him, but for a lot of people where and they kind of made a joke out of it with the Shit's Creek people later on. But earlier in the show, it was not a joke. The where the teleprompter stopped. Oh, uh, um, yeah. So sorry. Real quick. Danielle mentioned this to me, uh, which she wanted me to bring it up just in case uh, she said she thinks that was the joke. What? Uh, the whole teleprompter thing with the Levy. Uh, oh yeah, that that's what I mean. People? That was definitely okay, okay. a joke. That was definitely scripted. Okay. But earlier in the night, it was not a joke. Like earlier in the night, Cedric the Entertainer, they came back from a commercial break, and he was yeah. like this. <laughs> oh oh uh, oh! Are we? We're all right. We're back. All right. Nobody told. We're back, guys. Welcome back host? to the. Yeah, he was the host, oh, and okay. I was like. I was like, maybe the Oscar one thing the Oscars did get right is removing the host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, honestly, either remove the host or make it somebody that's funny. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I'm sorry, but like, he might be old at this point, but like, I'm sure Steve Martin would have done a perfectly fine job. Like, I don't understand why they don't just have people like Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, like, and I know <laughs> Tina Fey and people are just hosted the Golden Globes, but like, they're mm-hmm. they actually do do it consistently. But like. There should just be like a stable of people like uh, until they pass away. Maya Rudolph, uh, Martin Short, Steve Martin, Seth MacFarlane. Those should be the people at the top of the list to to host everything. And every- like Aquafina, I think, would be a great host for for one of these uh, shows. Like if they ever bring the mm-hmm. host back to the Oscars, which at this point, I don't think they will. But like um, I, I feel like uh there's there's people that would be great at it. I think it's just who was ever picking these hosts are not doing a good job. Uh, yeah. I think the idea, I think the thing is do it like they used to do it, which is hire a brilliant performer and or a comedian and let them write their own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, because he wasn't a comedian, but one of the best Oscar uh, hosting jobs ever was, uh, I think it was 2009 with Hugh Jackman, 
Oh yeah, Michelle. Just as I said that, Michelle just put Hugh Jackman is a great host. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. 2009 with Hugh Jackman, like he's not a comedian or anything, but he wrote that opening number, like, and he sang it and did all that stuff. It was a great show, like it was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Even somebody, you know, she's not that well like now, obviously for for many reasons, but like even somebody like Ellen, right? Like I think that was five or six years ago. Ellen was really funny as the host. Um, I feel like it's just you got to get back to the old basics of put up a genuinely really funny, great comedian. Like even somebody like, you know, have like Colin Jost and Michael Che host the Oscars. You know what I mean? Like some like something mm. like that. I mean, I know they're at NBC, so it might be tough with like ABC, the Oscar being on ABC or whatever. But like mm-hmm. um, have somebody that that the consensus is like, OK, these people are genuinely funny. They write their own stuff. They know what's funny. Uh, they know how to write good bits and stuff like do that. I mean, I would be fine with having, you know, Seth MacFarlane uh, or like Ricky Gervais just host everything for the rest of time. Um, yeah, Michelle said, how about Melissa McCarthy? I think for all of her faults, I think Melissa McCarthy would be funny. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think she I don't know if she's as strong a writer, though. So because I think that's where they fail is like you get somebody that's funny. Yes. But then if they're not writing the stuff, they're not it's not going to be delivered that well when it's live. You know what I mean? Um, if it was pre-taped and they could do multiple takes of it and stuff like that. But like when they're just reading off of a teleprompter and they don't know what they're even saying, it's, it just comes off as stale and dumb, which Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but that's exactly how Cedric, the entertainer came off at the Emmys. It was like, it's, it's never a good thing when multiple presenters upstage you as the host. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Bowen Yang, the, the young Asian American, uh, comedian on SNL, uh, he came out and presented something. He was great. He, like, he had a little joke about, he, he took a bunch of steps to get up to the microphone and he was like, oh, sorry, I'm working on, I, I have my, uh, I gotta get my steps in for the day or something like, something <laughs> like that. Like, and that was genuinely funny and he was only on it for like a minute and that was funnier than right. anything that Cedric the Entertainer did. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think a lot of award shows, they just need to reevaluate how they do everything like and I'm not even talking about the selection process or, or the nomination process, which, of course, we've talked about to no end before. Um, mm. But uh, the actual ceremony, the actual uh, the actual show for all of them, I think, needs needs a lot of improvement. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh i mean look at this you watch tv you love tv just you know you love tv and movies you don't even watch it granted there was a there was a game on that you were going to it was a very watch. big game that was very good so i yeah like would have been gr- upset if i missed it granted there was that but also like <laughs> yeah even me i was like i was like oh, do i really want to watch the emmys like you know what i mean i was like like it they gotta do more to to hook people um and also People are very upset. Say what you will, because there's no way to prove it. But um, let's see. Danielle said, oh, not a comedian, but I think Matthew Perry would be a good host with his quick wit and dry humor. Yeah, I think he would be a good host. It's kind um, of funny in the Friends reunion. Yeah, I, I think he would be a good yeah. host. Speaking of, I think, I think people like that, like, he might be too big of a star, but like, even somebody like like Ben Stiller, I think Lisa oh, Kudrow. Yeah. Maybe Lisa Ben Stiller, Kudrow? Owen Wilson. Oh yeah, 
I think Owen yeah. Wilson would be great. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I feel like they need to get they need to get higher quality talent to host. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing, because it's like you can put somebody who's not a comedian up there if they know what they're doing. You know, they know what they're doing, period. Like, that's the end of it. Like somebody like Matthew Perry, he would nail it. I'm sure somebody like, uh, you know, I think he has hosted um, a couple shows before, but like Matthew Broderick, even, you know, Matthew Broderick, I think would be really a really good host. Oh, yeah. And then hello. Uh, Conan O'Brien, <laughs> like, wh why don't they just have that? Like another people, another person I think would be great. Any of the late night people, like have Stephen Colbert host the Emmys next time. It's CBS for Christ's sake. It's his network. You know what I mean? He's the head late night guy of that network. Have him host. I <laughs> could see John Oliver doing it because I feel like. Well, I mean, oh, I feel like any of them amazing. would be the same way. But he also is. Ricky Gervais in the way where he just says, you know, like, like kind of he, what you said, Seth Rogen. He would destroy the room. Basically, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> when Seth Rogen opens up the show by going, there are way too many people in this room. <laughs> like, well, got a haircut as well. He had like, short I, he, hair. He, I you know, I got to say, I got to say this. Everyone at that show, they were looking great. Everybody was looking great. And one of the only funny things that Cedric the Entertainer said, uh, which I agree with, was, he was like, um, he was like, this is the right amount of dressed up. He was like, everybody looks great. He was like, this isn't that Met Gala stuff where everybody's dressed like a, an alien or a spaceship. And I was like, he said something like that. And I was like, that is so true. I was like, everybody just looked classy and just great. Like um, Michael Douglas looked great. You know, he looked basically just it was just Hank Pym at, at the award ceremony because um, he's uh, which I always think about that. Like when people show up at award ceremonies, I'm like that guy flew from the Ant-Man set to LA just to do the show. And then he's going to have to fly. He's going to have to fly immediately yeah. back. <laughs> like, it's like, it's crazy. I always think like, honestly, if I was at those, I would like totally not like, I just, I don't know. I, I'd be like, just give me the most like plain, like just give me a suit. And that's it. That's all I need. Like, don't give well, me anything too crazy or whatever. That was kind of not in a fashion sense, but an actual like attitude sense. Um, mm -hmm. People gave uh, what's his name Bo Burnham a lot of flack because he was like he very beard, I saw yeah he did but he he was yeah. very uh, like uninterested like when everybody stood and cheered when Conan was doing that thing like he just like was like sitting down like this. oh see like, now that's kind like, of yeah, he looked like, like angry that he was there and it's and like he didn't yeah. stop on the red carpet to take pictures and stuff and it's like what are you doing like, I wouldn't you're nominated like but it's like yeah. but if you're nominated and you're showing up like yeah don't if be i'm an there asshole. just to be there that's different yeah. yeah like don't be an asshole right. like and also you he dressed up in like this like blue like teal like kind of teal, like whatever velvet type, velvet type kind of suit yeah, yeah and it's like you're dressed up like give them a freaking picture you know what i mean like and there's this clip of him where everybody else is standing and cheering and he's literally just sitting there like this and i think it's his girlfriend or his wife or whoever uh like taps him and is like get up like you literally see her say that to him and then he gets up and he's like that's the point. Did well, I don't speech? I don't get what well, I don't get the point. I don't think the point is is uh I, I don't that he, I, don't I think that he's point. kind of just like ah, but, but whatever. Um, well, that's the thing, but it's like I don't know. I feel like I don't know if that's like a shtick like yeah. You know. I think like if somebody's up there that they've been on TV late night for 29 
thing. I, the least you could do is stand up and clap. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, exa- um, exactly. Like, well, she said, but, Danielle said, you don't understand the genius that is Bo Burnham. Well, okay. Well, okay. But I mean, I <laughs> don't know. Was his speech good? I didn't did he even won, get, right? Did he win? I thought he won. I assumed he did. No, maybe he didn't. I think. I don't know if he won. I think it was something like he won something at like because there's Emmys given out the sa- on the Saturday show, like the the technical oh. Emmys or whatever or something like that. It's like um, something like it's like Emmys that basically don't make the main show. I feel like I read somewhere that he won at that. He was also he also has severe anxiety that made him quit live shows, so that may be a factor. Yeah, I mean that that is true. That is true. I think, and also I think it's just bad optics. He probably didn't realize that he was on camera and stuff like that too. Um, but still, I mean, if that's the case, you know, I I feel bad. But it's like he did win for you won for outstanding outstanding music direction, outstanding writing for a special, and outstanding directing for a special. So maybe yeah, I think that was the ones in like the night before. Um, okay. Cause I think what it was, was that he won three Emmys there. Uh, cause I knew that he won three Emmys, but I think he won three Emmys the night he didn't go. And then he didn't mm. win anything on Sunday. And I think right. maybe that, I think maybe that upset him or something like that. But either way, it was just, it was just weird. But like I said, you know, he might've been just having a bad night or something. And, and he probably didn't know that he was on camera. Uh, it didn't, yeah. didn't know got people bad days. that everybody's got exactly. Bad days. Yeah. Some people have bad days, uh, at the Emmys. Um, and that's, that's totally, totally fair. Um, you know who did look good? Uh, Mr. Coach Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Well, I almost said Jason Statham. Imagine Jason Statham as Ted Lasso. Um, <laughs> I, okay. That'd be very interesting. The look on his face though. And he was just like, he just looks so proud when uh mm. when what's your face won um like he just looks so proud of her yeah when she won he just yeah. looks so proud of her like and you could see like the shot of him sitting down in front of her mm-hmm. um I also and, then, do... and then his acceptance speech when he just goes when he's like I was... looks at the emmy and he's like oh yeah oof, oof, oof. i heard he kind One of hell of a year speech <laughs> like he wasn't uh it was kind of just all over the place um yeah but I don't know where I can view these speeches. I was like looking on Twitter. There's no videos on YouTube. Just look up like oh YouTube. Jason, okay. Jason. I, I wanted to watch. Um, I wanted to watch uh, Brett Goldstein's uh, acceptance speech. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he won, it right? was great. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. let's uh, let's go over it. So, okay. Like I said, we're gonna start with the uh, it might be counterintuitive, but we're gonna start with the bigger awards and then work our way down because um, we can cut some that we don't want to talk about for time. Uh, so number one, starting off the biggest award, in my opinion, at least, uh, or at least the one that I'm happiest about is, um, oh, where'd my award names go? Uh, oh yeah. So this is, um, outstanding comedy series, uh, just overall. And that went to Ted Lasso. Uh, so yeah, Ted Lasso won, um, on on your screens right now so it was going up against uh blackish cobra kai which i have no idea why that was in comedy um emily in paris which is that show that got the emmys in trouble everybody, last year uh yeah. because they like and golden flew globes got out. in trouble didn't it nope. yeah oh no i'm sorry yeah. you're, you're right the golden globes was who got in trouble for okay, it yeah um hacks which i have not seen yet but it's supposed to be very very funny. good with with uh gene smart 
um, on HBO Max, I think. Um, Pen15, uh, Ted Lasso, Flight Attendant, uh, the Kaylee Kuoko show, and then The Kaminsky Method on Netflix with uh, Michael Douglas. Now, have you ever seen The Kaminsky Method? I hear it's like fantastic, no, but I've, I've never seen it, it ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's so many, so much stuff that it's just not enough time. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's some yeah. stuff that you just have to cut. You got to make the cuts in your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, I'm like, I'll watch the Kaminsky method when when it's done. You know what I mean? I'll catch up on it. I'll watch it in a, in a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. Next up, we're just going to run through uh, a bunch of these. Next up, we have uh, drama. Uh, and that is, uh, goes to The Crown. Um, couple big ones. I mean, people, a couple big nominations for genre stuff, like uh, Mandalorian was nominated. Uh, I always love to see when, when a genre thing like that is nominated without any qualifiers. Like, Star Wars The Mandalorian was nominated for just straight up best drama series at the Emmys. Like, that's the highest achievement that a show can get. Oh, I didn't even know The Boys was nominated. Yeah, The Boys was also nominated. Like like okay. I said, that is the highest, at least in awards consideration, that's the highest achievement that an award sh- that, a, a, that a television show can get in awards is, you know, best drama at the Emmys. And the fact that The Boys and The Mandalorian were both nominated for that, as well mm. as uh, Lovecraft Country also, uh, very Lovecraft happy Country's to see that on that there. list of something I would like to watch at some point. Oh, it, I, I never, yeah. I have two episodes left that I have had left for like the longest time, uh-huh. but it is so good. Oh my God, it's so good. Uh, and it, if you like, if you like Loki, well. yeah, and if you like Loki, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good people. And uh, B15 uh is uh is in lovecraft country as well um yeah let's see so what what won this uh the crown crown? i know it's hard to tell because (laughs) the crown it's like they put the winner in color but the crown is already in black and white so it's oh that's why ted lasso was okay yeah yeah why is everything black and gray and white and ted lasso's blue yeah (laughs) Um, um yeah, like I said to you, um, just a quick comment on The Crown. I said, yeah. I don't know if I said this when we were live. Or, um, and obviously, this is for season four, right? Is that the most recent season, I believe? Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I believe it was season... Was it season one of Ted Lasso? Must have been. Yeah, obviously. Because season two is still going, Season two's right? not finished. Yeah, so yeah. it wouldn't qualify. Yeah, right, right, right. But I felt um, like one of the episodes that was nominated for direction was from season two. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I don't know what it is with The Crown and me and Danielle watching it. It's just like we cannot binge The Crown like we can other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if this comes from my basically just disinterest in the royal family. Um, I feel like you probably have to have a very high interest to watch the show. And I do like the show. Um, like we're on season three, you know, we're on Olivia Coleman season her her first season. Um, yeah, but it's just like we watch one episode and it's like, you want to watch another one? It's like, no, <laughs> yeah, like, no, wait till next week to watch the next episode. I, get that. I mean, it is heavy material, too. Like, it's not yeah, just like a that, you know regular just, show. It's like, yeah, and it's not like not that like, you know, the morning show is action. Or, mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff like this, but. I think it's the crown is a lot of dialogue back and forth um, that just, I don't know. It just does not make me want to like, 
I need to watch the next. And I think it also has to do with the fact that the episodes sometimes do not, they don't follow in the next episode. Sometimes it's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that might have something to do with it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, sometimes you know, they we'll, jump we'll years during ep- between episodes. Exactly. Like, right. So we'll get there at some point. I hope. <laughs> so next one, which I know is a big, big loss for TJ, big, big loss for TJ is uh best uh, uh, limited series or uh, what is it called? Best limited or anthology series. Uh, I'm sorry. Be- I'm sorry. Best limited or anthology series or TV movie. Uh, so pretty wide category there. Um, this unfortunately did not go to Marvel Studios WandaVision, but again, cannot be undersold uh, how incredible it is that WandaVision was even nominated for this. I mean, mm-hmm. 23 nominations. I believe it won four uh, on Saturday night. Unfortunately, it didn't win any in the in the primetime broadcast. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, Danielle says for the crown, it was definitely better. Oh, da- oh, Danielle says, oh, I read that wrong. She said it's def- it was definitely better in the first two seasons. Not the acting, just the interest factor. Yeah. We're, I think we're, again, give, we're give also some- only the third episode into the Yeah, three, give it some more so. time. You will get uh-huh. hooked. Like it you will definitely uh-huh. It gets to the point where you're like you're like, Matt Smith, what? Who Clairefoy who? What are you what are you sell- what are you telling oh, me? Oh, right see, now? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> right now, they're my they're my two go to's right now. I know, bro, like, but I loved Clairefoy. I loved Matt Smith. Um, we are about to talk yeah. about it heavy. Uh, we're just going to go rapid fire real quick okay. uh, with some of these. Wait, what was this for? I'm sorry. Best this is for uh, limited, limited uh, series. Okay, so this is for Elizabeth. Or that. Yeah, okay. No, this Great. is just the show itself. Okay, um, gotcha. So let's see. So then we got uh, lead actor in a uh, comedy, um, is, and that uh, is Jason. Uh, Jason. Yep, Jason won yeah. for uh, that. I want to see Diana. Well, get through season three, and then believe me, you will. Um, yeah. And she she is fantastic. There's a reason that she deserved to be nominated. Uh, let's see here. Lead actor in a limited series. Uh, so that went to... Um, what's it called? That went to Ewan McGregor, who surprisingly won his first oh, Emmy ever right. uh, for uh, Halston. Which I heard the show was is eh, but he's very good. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear as well. Um, obviously, big loss in that category. Uh, well, depending on who you ask, there's some big losses for Hamilton, um, but also Paul Bettany. Uh, again, mm-hmm. kind of a reach if he was going to win, but still amazing that he got nominated. I mean, yeah. Paul Bettany can now say that for a freaking Marvel movie or a Marvel show, no less, he was nominated for Best Actor at the emmys like that's huge mm. that's massive um coming from somebody who thought who was told their career was over yeah exactly coming from somebody yeah. who was told your career is over <laughs> <laughs> like that literally uh, oh my god uh oh michelle in the chat saying halston was great i didn't know uh, i didn't yeah. know you watched halston um the only thing that i know about the show is i watched one of those um it was like GQ or Wired or something like that interviewed him on uh, on how on what the what the show is about or something like that. Or maybe it was an unscripted interview or one of those YouTube shows. 
uh, and he did like a 45 minute talk about it. And, and I, I randomly watched that like five months ago or something yeah. like that. Um, it really made me want to watch it, but I never followed through. Um, but I'm mm. glad that he won because I mean, you and McGregor, this is the first time he's won an Emmy. That's that sentence shouldn't even exist. Um, mm. and who knows, maybe this time next year and maybe next year's Emmys, he's going to be nominated for in this same category for Obi-Wan. Could you imagine that? I mean, if Paul Bettany can be nominated for playing a purple and uh, green guy, I, th I think uh, I think uh, you in there can be nominated for Obi Wan. Um, let's see here. All right. Next up, we have uh, oh yeah, supporting actor in a comedy uh, went to uh, Brett. Uh, is it Brett Goldstein? Right. Brett Goldstein. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Brett Goldstein uh, for Roy Kent from Ted Lasso, well obviously. Uh, yeah, Who was, very well deserved. Uh, I, I did watch a quick, I think it was a Jimmy Kimmel, um, that he was originally just a writer, and then he was writing it, and he goes, I think I'm Roy Kent. Yeah, I saw and that he clip. he sent an audition tape, and they were like, well, I guess you got it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's amazing. <laughs> I think it's fucking hilarious. That's so fucking funny. Um. And, like, shout-out to him winning his first Emmy for an on-screen performance and you're a writer. Like, that's right. just insane. Uh, then we have uh, supporting actress in a comedy series, uh, which, of course, like um, like TJ just mentioned, it went to uh, Hannah... Oh, I always mess up her name. Hannah Waddingham, Hannah right? Waddingham, yep. Yeah, Hannah Waddingham uh, for Ted Lasso as well. Uh, so big, big winners of the night, obviously, was uh, Ted Lasso and the show, which uh, I've kind of been beating around the bush on, uh, which was um, uh, The Crown, which quite literally swept uh, and yeah. very, very deservedly, in my opinion. Um, so here we have supporting actress in a drama. Uh, we have uh, three people from The Crown nominated, uh, including Helen Bonham Carter and... Um, I always forget her other her name. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt it right now. Uh, Emerald, I, I lied, I'm going to try it. Emerald Fennell, that's what it is. Emerald Fennell uh, from The Crown. Uh, but this went to Gillian Anderson, who played Margaret Thatcher in season four, uh, which was, like, amazing. I mean, she gave, she gave uh, the street monster a run for her money uh, from The Iron Lady. Like, it's so good. Uh, and then, interestingly... In supporting, oh. which I wait, guess... Emerald Fennell was who? Who did she play? Oh, she she's was, in the Crown. Uh, yeah, she was in the Crown. She plays um, oh, okay because Camilla. She directed uh, Promising Young Woman, so that's yep. why I was. Yeah, okay. yeah, gotcha. same girl. Um, and then surprisingly, in supporting, but I guess it makes sense because he does take kind of a backseat in season four. Um, mm -hmm. Tobias Menzies uh, won for the Crown as uh, best supporting actor uh, in a drama series. Um, Again, kind of surprising that it's in supporting, but I think they didn't want to split their uh, split their difference there. So I think mm -hmm. that's kind of why they did it. Um, but yeah, then uh, that made way for uh, his... Oh, oh God. I clicked the wrong thing. That way it made way for his son, uh, Prince Charles, who won, uh, who was Josh O'Connor. I swear to God, like... And that's really why kind of Josh mm. O'Connor was more lead uh, than Tobias Menzies, because season four is really it, it's really Charles and Diana's season. Like that is really who the focus mm. is um, for for pretty much the entire season four. 
Um, but I would say if there had to be one central character of uh, the crown of the crown season four, it was it's probably Charles, to be honest, uh, even more than Elizabeth uh, it was strictly speaking for season four. Um, and Josh O'Connor's performance. I mean, again, oh, my God, he was crazy good in this one, like way better than he was in season three, like like literally leaps and bounds better. I, it's such a improvement. I mean, not that he was bad in season uh season three but he's just so good he has such heavy lifting to take care of um in this mm. season uh and he just knocks it out of the park uh in pretty much every single scene uh yeah michelle said he is so much like prince charles down uh perfect perfectly deserves it yeah absolutely uh and then the last one we'll talk about here is uh lead actress in a drama which <laughs> unsurprisingly went to the reigning queen uh literally uh which is olivia coleman for her portrayal of queen elizabeth Damn, she's killing it out here. second yeah and she you ever notice she says the same thing in every award speech where she's like what? oh i ha- i had i can't believe this no i had idea. no idea <laughs> yeah like it's it's crazy um but i mean i genuinely believe her i'm not saying she's disingenuous or anything but mm-hmm. it's just funny that it's like she she either like just doesn't know what to say or she just really constantly doubts herself. Yeah, I uh I just I not I have not won any uh handmade sale, but I feel like Elizabeth consistently misses out on these wins. Which I think she Well, she won like the first season. I remember that first season there was such backlash because it like swept everything. And people were like, What the okay. hell is this show? Um Right. But I know it's really tough to watch. Like one of the new one of the news stories that well, one of the very few news stories that we didn't talk about because it was just it was very it was a very weak story. <laughs> like there really wasn't much to it was uh, Handmaid's Tale set an Emmy record uh, with um, the most amount of the most amount of Emmys lost by a single show in a single season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nominated for 21 Emmys. Uh, and it lost all of them. She won. Yeah, crazy. she won in 2017. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Elizabeth Moss. We talked about it on the show before. Right. Although that being said, I was a fan of uh, Invisible Man, as we, yep. as we have established. Um, but I'm just not the biggest fan of her. So I'm not going to check out the show. Um, but yeah, so uh, sorry. I, there was a lot of talking for me. So you go. Uh, what are your thoughts on some of these wins and uh, and losses? Um, I, I mean, I think they're all kind of, you know, correct. Um, did we talk about the Elizabeth Olsen category or did I just like miss that? Yeah, we did. That was, oh, I was, act- I was like, what? in a limited who series. That? Who won that? Olivia uh, Kate Winslet for mayor of Easttown. Oh, okay. That one. Um, again, I haven't seen mayor of Easttown. Everybody says like brilliant. And she's acting her ass off, apparently, which so I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish Elizabeth Olsen won, but, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, I will say, Elizabeth, as as much as I always dog TJ for loving WandaVision so much, like, I love WandaVision, too. And, and Elizabeth Olsen, to me, I have not seen Mare of Easttown. But if Elizabeth Olsen had won that, she yeah. deserved it. Same with so. Paul Bettany. Honestly, yeah. they, like say whatever you want that where they're like i saw one take on tiktok that and you know how i you know how much i hate marvel tiktok but like there was this one take on on tiktok and it was like it was like the emmys and all award shows really need to stop 
nominating Marvel uh, Studios projects just just to get people to watch the show and then not actually give them any awards. And I'm like, people get nominated for years and never win. Like the like. They got nominated because they deserve to be nominated. The show was Mm. incredible and it was two of the best acting performances of the year. In in my opinion, I still I still maintain I think the stronger performance was Paul Bettany. Um, But that being said, both of them were absolutely incredible. Uh, So good. And they got they got they got their little moment. The little clip they played for Paul Bettany was, of course, what is uh what is uh beef if not oh, so now i kind of wish i would have watched just to see that see everybody clap uh, yeah they were getting <laughs> oh oh yeah because you could hear the clap it, there was a lot yeah. of there was like uh uproar um mm-hmm. but then like again like they were like seth rogan was seth rogan was joking about how he wanted to uh he was like if there's any uh manner he said like if there's any paul that i want to be with it's it's you paul bettany because he was like right in the front row and he's like he's like hitting on paul bettany and stuff um but then again like cedric the entertainer like he tried to make a bunch of jokes with wandavision and stuff and he was like wandavision that sounds like a show where wanda sykes will be playing an eye doctor and i was like what i was like what kind of a joke is that like he was like wandavision Sounds like Wanda Sykes being an eye doctor. And I was like, um, who's who, writing this? Somebody, I forgot, somebody, who who brought their mom? There's somebody who brought their mom, they oh, won. I I, they're sitting at Elizabeth Olsen's table. I remember like seeing like a video of it or something. Was it Evan Peters? Evan oh, it Peters. was Evan Peters. Evan Peters won, also, I, I didn't include the category, but I, I guess maybe I should have. Evan Peters won, also won. won his first Emmy ever, which is also crazy because he's For such Mayor a prolific. Now, right? Yeah, he's such a prolific um, uh, actor in general, but also mm-hmm. specifically TV actor. Um, I'm surprised he's never won before. Um, but yeah, big congrats to Evan Peters. And you could just tell in that video, that same video, I think Elizabeth Olsen was like grinning ear to ear. Like, cause you know what I mean? It's like, so somebody from WandaVision won. Imagine just four, if just he not just like won, he got nominated for WandaVision. He... I think Aaron Taylor Johnson would be very upset. Um, oh my Lord. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just think to wrap things up, I think, uh, yeah, to answer the question that's in the title of the video, do people care about? I was gonna Emmys? say, what? I really, I really don't. Like, I really don't. And that's the sad thing is, like, we are the people. You are literally watching the people that should be the people that care. We should not care. <laughs> I, I mean, just general people in general, honestly, should not care about any of the award shows because, like, it's just it is fun to champion. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, best example, Parasite. It was great to champion that. Moment. Oh yeah, Bong you know, Hive. Everybody, everybody was on the Bong Hive train. Mm-hmm. Everybody want ever and, and I specifically was like, well, if he wins this, he's not gonna win that. If he wins Best International, he's not gonna win Best Picture. And boom, they did it. Um, so this this was kind of like my like you know I want I wanted to champion you know Wandavision and everybody to win. Um, so I think that's what kind of makes it fun. And for mm-hmm. me, for someone like me to care, even though I didn't watch it again, if it was on a weekday, um, maybe on a Monday night with you know Monday night 
football games have been kind of shitty. Um, maybe I would have watched it, but again, the only reason I didn't watch it is because this game was too good to put up. Um, so I'm going to say that mostly people don't care, but if you have a specific like kind of investment in something, like I mentioned that mm-hmm. you do care for yeah. any show you watch or maybe you really like an actor or something. And I just feel like, plain and simple, I just feel like they need to make noticeable big improvements to get mm-hmm. more people on board. Cause it's and I like, think it's hard if you haven't seen any of the shows. You know? So, like, what's the point? Exactly, yeah. And that's the... Anything? Exactly. And that's why I think you're noticing less and less network shows and stuff. Like, This Is Us still got... It, they're obligatory nominations because yeah. I, I think my mom still watches that show. That. I don't get that. Although thing, I say but. still like it's been on for like decades, but I think it has been. On. I think it's I think it's been on for nine years or something. Something like oh, that. Okay, damn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I just feel like it's like it's like cool in the moment. And you're like, you're like, oh, right. this is going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And then it's like, oh, it's just all the safe choices happened. All right. Better luck next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's like, it's like you're constantly hoping that thing that it's going to be better, but it just never changes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's our thoughts. Let us know. What do you guys think of the Emmys? Uh, was there any big losses that you think were like crazy uh, that you thought should have, should have been uh, wins or anything like, or vice versa? You think there was any big uh, wins that you were like, what the hell? Why did that win? Um, uh... Let us know uh in the in the comments down below you can also tweet at us at the official pfn again like i said uh make sure to follow us on instagram and on tiktok at the official pfn uh and go check out our merch store so it is in the link in the video description all the merch that's on there is probably going to be gone in the next few weeks um so if you if there's something on there that you have not ordered yet or or you want to take a look at that stuff uh go take a look at it um and we'll have a lot of cool new stuff up uh hopefully soon within the next couple weeks again uh next week no show taking one week break uh to kind of get some stuff reset get some stuff set up uh and then we will be back uh on wednesday uh the let's see what would that be uh wednesday october 6th is the next time you will see us on the live show obviously Make sure you subscribe because that's the next time we'll do a live show. But um, we will still obviously be doing uh, trailer reactions, uh, the out of the theater reactions. Yeah, so October 6th, you'll definitely get a out of the theater reaction from us uh, for Venom uh, between now and then. So we will have seen Venom by that point. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. But seriously, guys, thank you guys so much for the support and everything. Uh, That'll do it for me, at least. Uh, I've been one of your hosts, uh, Sean Monk. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 56. Yep. Uh, I was the other host, TJ Cornwall. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, check out the other reactions we have on the channel. Live from last week. Uh, check out uh, all the other content we have on the channel. <laughs> um, don't forget to catch us, not next week, but two weeks from now on our new time, uh, or new day, Wednesday, 8 p.m., for Planet Film Live, and we will see you. Check out the, the audio feed. Video. Check out the audio feed, and we will see you in the next video. Take it easy.